This is the MLW Radio Network. This is Front Row Material with ECW legends Jerry Lynn and Mikey Whipwreck. Here is your host, Mike Freeland. Welcome to another episode of Front Row Material. My name is Mike Freeland. As you know already, I am filling in for the guys who are away right now, but they will be returning soon. We got a great lineup for you tonight, guys. Uh, Special guest Tyler Fullington is going to be joining us. He is the son of ECW legend, the Sandman. We're also going to be bringing in our panel talking about a six-pack of hot questions that have Uh, kind of uh, enveloped everyone in the wrestling uh, world as far as the fans go. We're going to be talking about that and so much more. But right now, let me go ahead and let me bring him in. Tyler, how you doing, buddy? What's going on, man? Oh, man, it's been forever in a day since we've been able to try to get this finally booked. Um, But we're finally here. You're finally here, and it's good to see you. I am. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's good to be on. So... Man, there's so many things I want to kind of get into you with you, but I guess the first one would be how you've been doing and with the whole pandemic situation, how's the family doing and and are things getting back to normal to some extent? Uh, Everything's good. I mean, since the whole pandemic started, I mean, honestly, I really was only off work for about a month or so. So I've been kind of blessed and fortunate enough to work unlike some other people, but uh everything's good. Family's good. Health is good. So, you know, I can't really complain right now. Good, good. So I I think when a lot of people um, think about wrestling, especially during the pandemic, I think the hard thing is not having the crowds there. And obviously as a wrestler as well, that's got to be really, really tough when it comes to performing. How would you describe not having wrestling around for the majority of the last 12 months? Well, I mean... Yeah, it's all I've really known since I've, you know, been alive. I mean, I've been around the business, seen the business forever. So, I mean, I can't really, I mean, everybody's only seen it with fans, you know, and the fans are a big part of everything. I mean, especially ECW. I mean, right. W, I mean, the fans were part of the show. They were the show. They were what made it so great, you know, so. It was definitely uh, strange at first, you know, when I first started them having shows without fans and stuff like that. It was, it was, and I'm sure it was difficult for the workers, you know, I mean, because they feed off that energy. And I mean, you're, you always play to the camera, but you know, you're feeding off fans energy and stuff like that. So I'm sure that was difficult, you know, but uh, it's, it was cool to see them do the whole Thunderdome thing and, you know, bring that sort of like to light and, you know, hopefully we can, with WrestleMania and stuff, and hopefully we can get people back, you know, sooner rather than later. Yeah, no, I agree with you completely. And it, like you said, as cool as it is with the Thunderdome and the different screens and whatnot, and fans being able to virtually participate, it it doesn't, it just doesn't resonate the same. And obviously being a wrestler, you're not going to get that full feel from a bunch of iPads surrounding you. <laughs> No, no, definitely not. I mean, I know my dad would tell me, you know, when I, he could just hear the crowd, like when, before he would go out, like that's what got him going. I mean, he's a little bit different, you know, because he would come through the crowd, you know, so he got that energy. He definitely got that energy from the crowd. That was his whole thing that got him going, you know, so 
hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get back to normal here and, you know, help these guys out a little bit. So let's kind of go into the, um, let's try to go into the, the genesis of how you got into, into wrestling, because we all watched you, uh, basically right before our eyes. Um, I think you and, and Dominic Mysterio, I mean, the, the only two kids that I know who were involved in storyline angles, really, really young, you were ready to go. And yours was really good. Um, tell us a little bit about how that all came about because you were a great performer when it came to that whole Raven angle and it was so believable. Um, so tell me a little bit about that. So, uh, the way my dad explains it, he told me that Paul came up to him and, in true Paul Haim fashion was like, all right, I'm thinking about bringing Macaulay Culkin in as your son. This <laughs> The other thing, blah 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 blah, and Hacks like Paul, like I got my son right here. He's the freaking same exact age, whatever. And Paul's like, perfect, we'll use him. So you know, we get into that whole ordeal. And I mean, I was about six, seven years old. So I mean, I remember most, if not all of it. I mean, specifics still kind of hit me here and there. But I mean, it was. I was a seven-year-old kid, you know, and I'm with professional wrestlers, like, in a ring, like, it's just, is crazy, like, those dudes, I mean, I gotta give props to, you know, Raven, Hack, my mom was there during the time, I mean, yes, Nova, Meanie, Richards, like, all those dudes, like, I, it may have looked like I was great, but they were making me look great, putting me in the positions that I was, you know, and I got to give a lot of credit to them. I mean, I did my thing, obviously, but I got to give a lot of credit to them, putting me in the right positions and being able to do the right thing. Well, that was a huge pop when you turned and, and went with Raven. I, I just, I just, that whole concept was so good. How hard is it for someone that young to understand everything that's going on? I mean, it sounds like you were, you were already locked and loaded. It's already in your blood. But is that, was that a little bit hard looking back now thinking, man, I'm going to be on worldwide TV and I'm in front of all these audiences. And now wherever I go, people are going to recognize who are hardcore ECW fans. What's going on with this? Honestly, at the time, I mean, I think I was way too young to really even get nervous. I mean, right. you know, like I, I didn't really understand the magnitude of what was going on. I mean, I've been in the locker room with all those guys, you know, since, existence you know so and i've always been around them so for me it was like kind of like nothing different like i was always in the ring with them you know before the show whatever doing that hanging out back like whatever and for me i was just kind of going out there and doing my thing like i liked i was just a little kid so i was just doing what i was doing and it didn't really hit me then i mean i look back on it now and i'm like man i mean I was pretty good. Like that was, that was pretty big. Like that was, I, I didn't realize the magnitude till later, like that whole angle and the seriousness and everything that went on to it until like fans come up to me, and explain to me like how they thought about it and stuff like that. And I definitely appreciate the fact that I was able to be a part of something like that. Like, you know, the first ever, I mean, possibly like the youngest kid ever in the ring, you know, stuff like that. So I'm definitely grateful for the opportunity and, but, yeah, at the time, I didn't really realize the magnitude. I was just kind of out there hanging with the boys that I was always hanging out with. Wow. I mean, it was super, super cool. I mean, 
to have a guy like the Sandman as your father, and I mean, I know you you may look at it differently, but the rest of us here on the outside of the bubble, um, he was the original Steve Austin. He was the original beer drinker. He was the original Hellraiser. I mean, when you talk about somebody who was the original and the first, you got to go with him because I think so many people have taken aspects of what he has done and intertwined it into what they do. But at the end of the day, hardcore wrestling fans, and I don't mean that from the hardcore in the ring, um, true diehard, I should say, uh, historians of wrestling, know your dad was so monumental in groundbreaking with all of that stuff. And the chanting and the singing in the crowd, you know, now we hear people sing Jericho's song, but right. they, were, they were chanting Metallica. And I remember talking to Mikey and Jerry, and they would say, that was an experience. He had them right here and on that, that um, when it would hit the base and he would crack it like that whole thing is a story that he's telling and he did it so well. Um, when you watch some of his stuff, is it, are you able to be objective and be like, wow, now being a wrestler, a performer, I can see how awesome that got over. Or is it still like, eh, but that's just dad. Um, I mean, I guess I'm always thinking like, cause I know hack is, you know, I mean, then I call him hack, you know, sometimes I call him dad, but I call him hack. He used to always tell me since I was young, since I grown up, I always called him hack. So if you hear me say hack, that's who I'm referring to. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I always look at him like, yeah, that's just hack out there, you know, doing his thing, but obviously looking at it, like, I mean, he's not who he is without that entrance, you know, I mean, he was never the greatest fuck like wrestler or you know arm arm drag hip toss you know whatever but his thing was his entrance and he was always going to make sure that he did that for the fans and that's how he got over you know i mean he probably lost 90% of his matches and no one cares though and, but for that 5 minutes in the beginning of the match all they could think about was him, you know, and even after the fact, oh, Sam man poured a beer down, my, you know, so he got over. And really, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. So, I mean, if you think about it, like people always ask him, like, oh, Stone Cold, like he stole your stuff. Like, and he goes, you know, nah, I would drink before my matches. He would drink after the match, you know, so it is what it is. I mean, maybe did he take an idea or whatever? Yeah, but. That doesn't, I mean, that doesn't really matter, but yeah, I see little bits and pieces here. Like you see Moxley coming out, uh, in the crowd, you know, doing his thing and stuff like that. Little stuff taken here and there, but yeah, I mean, I always look at it like, yeah, that's hack doing his thing, but it was definitely cool. I mean, he was the first to come out from the crowd. So, you know, that's something that's very cool that I'll always like hold in my head. Like, yeah, he has that. It was interesting because when we talk about when we talk about the Sandman, it's uh, I was talking to Mikey and Jerry, and they would say, "You really have to get to know the person himself." I mean, he'll be reading the New York Times. Um, he loves trivia, like he's just he's a savant when it comes to stuff. He just has the ability, just the way his mind works. But he's so funny too, so it's like you would not assume someone that's just fun to be around and have a good time would also have this other side that would be, Hey, I'm reading the New York times or Hey, let's do trivia or what happened in, in history during this time. And they're like, that's him. 
And I think those are the kind of cool stories to hear when you find out about some of your favorite wrestlers that there's like this whole other side of them that we just we're not exposed to because it's it's their private life. But it's also kind of cool in the same breath. So I found that to be really, really interesting. Yeah, I mean, ever since I was a kid, I've known he's reading the newspaper every day. I mean, he's always re- he's reading books. You know, I mean, shit, I'll see him now. He's watching the History Channel. You know, he's watching or he'll be, you know, back in the day, he's watching Jeopardy. I mean, the, the dude's full he still surprises me how much knowledge he actually has now it's crazy like he's actually a very smart dude i mean does he like to party have fun of course he does all that stuff but nah i mean him and uh him and raven playing chess all the time backgammon they those two would just go at it constantly with those stuff like he just loves stuff like that he loves knowledge he loves history everything about it so, yeah, that is a little tidbit background of him that you probably wouldn't know if you just uh, saw him smashing a beer can on his head. I, I also remember him doing several different interviews about him being knocked out during matches, and he just kept going. Um, who was it? Was I think it was Mick Foley who told a story, and he said uh, he just wouldn't stay down. He just would not stay down. Mick did everything, and he just kept getting up, and he was like, I could not believe, even unconscious, the man just kept working. So I think that's a, that's a testament. And I, I'm i a big fan of his. Um, I, would mark, I would mark out like a freak uh, if I ever saw him, which yeah, I think we all have that inside us where we try to play it cool, but we, we can't because part of us is like, oh, my God, this is such a, a neat thing getting to meet somebody. Right. So how did that end up translating into you getting into wrestling? Was it something that you had eventually brought up to your dad and you'd said, hey, I'm really interested in this? Or how did that conversation come about and when you decided, I want to kind of do this too? Um, I never I never had really thought about it hard. You know, I was always just kind of like going to his shows and like doing all that other stuff. And then like it kinda, I was like, you know what? I mean, I, I really like this, you know, I, there's, I know a lot about it. There's probably no reason why I shouldn't at least, you know, try it, you know? So I just kind of thought to myself, Hey, what? And he was like, all right, you know, let's see. Because he had, he had a wrestling school back in the day. It was uh, behind his bar that he used to own in Delaware. And I'd be there like 12 years old, like helping him train dudes. Like, oh, wow. So, like, I'd be like, he'd be like, yeah, lock up with my son. It'd be like a 25-year-old, 30-year-old dude. I'm like 12, like, locking up with these guys. So, like, and they're, like, looking at him like, you sure? Like, he's like, yeah, he can do it, you know, whatever. And, but, yeah, so I knew, always knew I had, like, raw materials, and I knew about the business. So I was just like, you know what? I, I really like it, so I never really thought about trying it, so maybe I should try it. Was there anything that any advice that you got, um, obviously from the, the family, the ECW family, which was your family growing up as a kid, about the industry? Did anybody ever say anything to you once you decided to get into it? Like, hey, by the way, Tyler, FYI, or was it one of those things you just kind of pick up from just being around everybody? Hey, do this, don't do that. Oh man, can't believe this guy said this. Or, um, you know. Nothing that I can really remember specifically. Um, 
I mean, when I was in the back, when I was younger, I would sit down and listen to dudes go over the matches, whether it was my dad and whoever, or it was, you know, too cold and who like Scotty and dreamer or, you know what? I was just always sitting and listening. So I always kind of knew things, but I mean, nobody really specifically and gave me like specific details. If anything, they would see me and be like, yo man, stand tall. You're tall. Look tall. Stop slouching, you know, be on your toes, shit like that. You know, it was just little tidbits, but nothing really too specific that I can recall for sure. So the first time, well, not the first time, because obviously we knew that happened a long time ago. But when you first started training, was it your dad who trained you? Um, or was there any other areas that you went to or got some guidance or advice as far as how to, how to work as well? Or, um, So, I mean, everything it really came from, it was never like super like in-ring stuff. Like I was kind of just working with him a little bit, you know, on the generic holds everything like that, like refreshing my memory, all the stuff like that. Like I've taken, I had taken bumps before that was never an issue. So like when I got to like shows and stuff like that, like before the show, I'd go in the ring and I'd bump and, you know, just to, you know, wet my beak a little bit again, but I never really did like hard in ring training. It was just really kind of like refining the tools that I already knew and going over some of the other stuff, basically with him or like, some of the other guys that were there, you know, uh, messing around and, you know, getting uh, re-familiar with some stuff. Well, there's been, like, nothing conventional at all about your time in the wrestling business from when you're, you know, six, seven years to train with your dad. And, you know, fast forward to your debut at Pro Wrestling Unplugged. Uh, your first match with uh, Kevin James. like <laughs> Okay, yeah. Like, how did that come about? Like, your first wrestling match, most people are, you know, working with somebody, then, you know, training school, and then, bam, you are Kevin James, Hardcore Rules, and, you know, he took it serious, too. Yeah, so, uh, there's uh, one of my dad's buddies, name was Big Joe, and he was kind of working with, uh, like, PWU and stuff like that, you know, was talking about wanting to use me, and it, Hack literally was like, yo, you got a show, like, X date or whatever, and I was like, all right, uh, let's do it, you know, and I, I had never met the guy before, you know, I never, didn't know, uh, uh, who I was wrestling before, so I just got there. They told me who I was wrestling, whatever, you know, got there and had the match. And, I mean, when you're, like, having, like, your first, first match, like, you forget to breathe in the ring. You're, like, shit's going. You're blown up in, like, two minutes, and you're, like, all right, you need to relax, shit like that. And then, like, finally starts to slow down for you a little bit, you know, because you're trying to remember your spots and you're not breathing and you're doing all this. You're trying to play to the crowd. You're trying to do this X, Y, Z, you know, and if you're not, if you don't know, you know what you're doing or how to react, it can like overwhelm you a little bit. So it was definitely overwhelming at first. And then, you know, the more times you do it, you start to begin to relax and, you know, start to, play to the crowd and do and remember the things all you got to do. Like your mind's racing a million miles a minute. So, but it was fun. It was definitely fun. Uh, I had a good time. It was a good experience. 
And 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 then you know, was it uh, you win a uh, battle royal and and pro wrestling unplugged and you know you just anybody wants to step up and then your third match you get to face an old uh, nemesis from your father Raven, you know he steps up to the challenge. So what was it like you know going in the ring with him, you know with all his years of experience, you know for your third match. Yeah, so I think it was originally supposed to be me versus my dad. And then it turned, if I remember correctly, and then it turned out being me and Raven. And um, it was, it wasn't a long match. It was like a short stint. Um, we were actually trying to set something up for later between me, him, my dad, and uh, everything like that. But I mean, being in the ring with him, you know, 10 plus years later in a totally different scenario, it's like you're playing the angle 10 years down the line and you're like, you're in there, you're like, man, this is crazy. I was just a little kid, you know, doing all that stuff. Now we're having a match and my dad's involved. And I mean, it was cool. It was a great experience. I mean, Raven's a great dude. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty surreal, honestly, just thinking back on the moment, you know, when I was like seven years old and then now up there and I'm having a match against him. I'm like, I'm like, dang, he must've felt old. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anybody um, in your career so far that you've really gelled with, you've really connected with that you've really kind of forged a really good bond with, you know, we know a lot of, of people who, who started out in the industry uh, like Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. They're really, really close. You hear a lot about these uh, John Silver and Alex Reynolds. Um, is there anybody that you have become really close to within the industry that you're like, man, I really want to keep working with this person or you keep in touch with them, how they're doing. And um, No, nobody really in particular. Like I, uh, to be honest, like I haven't had like an extensive amount of matches and nobody that I've really in particularly worked with multiple times. So I don't really have anybody, you know, in mind in that fact, like I was down at, um, I was down at the Dudley school in Florida a couple of years ago. And, uh, there was a guy there that I just, I thought was really good and, you know, stuff like that. Like we created a bond, but it wasn't like an in ring, like experience, you know, bond, but, so I haven't really had any multiple matches with people that I could really create that chemistry and that feeling for. So in that aspect, I I would say I don't really have one at this point. When it comes to your persona as well, let me ask you this. What kind of influences kind of went into you building what you want your character to be? Um was it kind of a mixture of a bunch of things? Was it something that you just kind of decided on? Okay, this is kind of what it feels right. What is what is the the genesis of how you were coming up with this is what my persona is going to be like? So originally, when I had like my first match in PWU, like you were stating, um, the guy that I was working with, uh, Big Joe, that guy that I was talking about that was working with PWU, was kind of trying to put me into, I guess, like a spawn of like Sandman type deal, like kind of like re-portraying his character like through myself so i started off like doing that and then it never and then 
I went through that for like a couple matches and then me and my dad started to actually tag a little bit. So I kind of just start to like try and develop like my own thing, but I was still kind of being seen as like his son. And, and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, right now I'm working with him. And if they're going to see me as his son at this point, I'm going to just keep riding that wave and see then where it takes me. And if it continues to like go in my career, then I can start to like branch out a little bit and start to develop my, you know, my own self. And I haven't really like got to that point yet, you know, cause I'm not like working as much and stuff like that to where I can really show fans and develop like a different side of me. So right now I'm kind of just, you know, hanging under the, riding his coattail for a little bit, seeing what I can do. And then, you know, we'll see what happens in the future. So obviously, you know, growing up in a wrestling family, um, did you watch on a lot on TV or was ECW something where you realized later on in life, how um, I, I always compare it. And I know this, ex- this expression is getting a little old when I use it so much, but it's like fight club. It's like fight club. It's not like pro wrestling. It's a bunch of the craziest, uh, most dangerously they they just do everything it's not this cartoon character wwe or wcw these guys literally would go into an arena and beat the living hell out of each other they drink drink beer they would bleed um they you know endeared themselves to fans so in a lot of ways people that i know said we really didn't watch that because that was kind of like it's like watching the scrambled channel. You know what I mean? It was like, it was kind of taboo to watch. Did you right. watch, did you watch that when you were younger? Or did your, did your parents say we're going to hold back a little bit outside of your involvement? No, nah, I mean, he, my parents like brought me up. I mean, they were both in the business. I mean, my mom was a valet for my dad from the very beginning almost. And, and that, I mean, it wasn't extreme championship wrestling then. I mean, they started, back when it was, you know, Eastern and NWA and stuff like that. Um, And the first wrestling I really watched was ECW. I mean, I was always going to the shows. I was never not with him at a show. And that was the wrestling that I was brought up on. And then from then, I started to branch out to the WWF then and, you know, WCW and stuff like that. So the ECW was the first. That was the only wrestling I knew for a little while. And I'm like, man, these guys beat the shit out of each other, you know, all this other stuff. Like, these guys walking back in the dressing room, you know, just bleeding head to toe. I'm, I just watched, like, the bloodiest match you ever watched. I'm like, <laughs> seven years old, and these guys, I mean, and they're coming back with smiles on their faces. Like, man, that was awesome. Like, you know, and everybody's giving them props and stuff like that and i mean at the time i thought it was like the coolest thing ever you know so and my so my judgment now is when i watch wrestling is i judge off of ecw i mean these dudes are gigging the hard way taking everything the hard way if you're not laying yourself out on the line if you're not taking bumps if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing then that's not wrestling to me you know that's just how i saw it that's how they portrayed it to me and you know, it is what it is. I mean, those dudes put their bodies on the line every night, whether it was for a hundred people for, I mean, you name it. And 
dude, a lot of those guys don't get the credit that they sh- deserve to honestly for the stuff that they did and you know in the company that revolutionized the whole wrestling business absolutely so like i try and you know carry those guys and give those guys credit where the credits do against other people who you know are saying w you know this amount of wrestlers this is i mean there's a lot of guys who started a lot of different trends in professional wrestling from that business that deserve a lot of credit that they don't you know frankly get it's so interesting because when we talk about you know the injuries and, and everything that mounts up I think about things now, and I'm not trying to poo-poo on anybody here, but you hear so many, oh, I've got a a pulled hamstring, or I got a this, or I got a that. But you have to understand, in ECW, like I was talking to Mikey and Jerry, uh, people had concussions, gashes in their head. Sabu was lacerated. He taped up. Sandman was knocked out, but he kept going. Mick Foley did his thing. Like you almost feel like when you look at those guys, you can't complain about getting hurt because you don't know really what it is to work hurt. And to see what they put themselves through each and every night, I agree with you 100%. Um, Yeah, I I think those guys were so dedicated to what they did and they loved what they did. Do you feel in any way, shape, or form, I know – uh, this is like always a hotbed conversation, but the Cauliflower Alley Club's got their Hall of Fame, which I'm a big fan of the Cauliflower Alley Club. Just for what they do for wrestlers, they help take care of them, they support them. Um, but WWE Hall of Fame, Rob Van Dam uh, most recently went in. Your father, without a shadow of a doubt, needs to be in that in that Hall of Fame, if he wanted to be. Um, what is your thoughts with that? If you look at the ECW roster and you think about the people who really put it on the map, Sandman, Dreamer, Raven, Funk. Um, do you feel like the WWE doesn't give them what they deserve and what they deserve is to be immortalized in companies that they all worked in as well? But somehow, I always feel like ECW gets looked down as the, the redheaded stepchild. Yeah, and uh, I want to say congratulations to Rob. I mean, that's more than well-deserved for him. I mean, the dude's an incredible wrestler, and he's an incredible guy too i mean he's just awesome outside the ring but um yeah i mean to be honest with you i i think it's way beyond overdue that these guys are getting in the uh wwe hall of fame i mean they're putting some people in there that i'm like "Eh." and uh you know so these guys I don't know what I don't know what they're thinking. I, I I guess Vince is maybe trying to take care of all of his people and you know do what he can and stuff like that. I guess because ECW wasn't his original, uh, you know, creation. That maybe he's you know waiting and waiting. But I mean, these guys are more than well deserved. I mean, you can go down the list between Sabu. I mean, Terry Funk, Dreamer, you know, Shane Douglas. I mean, my dad, if you want to put him in there, I mean, countless amounts of do. I mean, the, my problem is, is I kind of feel I have a strange feeling that he's going to want to put them in as a collective whole and not individually. That's kind of the longer and longer it gets. That's kind of how I'm feeling like it's going to go. And that's unfortunate for those guys because they're all individuals. We're all individually great in their own way. And they all did their own things. I mean, 
it is what it is. I guess we just got to, you know, wait our time and see how appreciative they are of what they, what those guys actually, you know, did for this business. Are you yourself still a wrestling fan? I mean, obviously living it your whole life and, and obviously being a wrestler, do you still enjoy watching it? Cause I, I remember talking to a few different people and they say, when I watch it on TV, it's different. Now I watch it as a worker, not as a fan. And do you still enjoy getting into watching it or are you kind of like, eh, not really so much right now? Well, I've always been a fan, even though I was been in the business. I mean, I've grown up in it, so I've always been a fan. Um, it's definitely different from now than it is from the, um, from the wrestling I grew up on. And I, I mean, I look at myself thinking that I know a little bit about, what I'm talking about watching it now and just, I don't know the psychology of these matches sometimes. And I don't know all the booking that's going on and future endeavors that they're trying to promote, but I don't know. Rest, wrestling now it they're forgetting like tidbits of just little nuances and stuff like that, that like selling is a big thing and doing what, doing something to get somewhere else, not just doing something just to do it. And that's something that I find, I just watch too much nowadays. And I'm like, where are they going with this? What am I doing? You know? So, I mean, I love wrestling as a whole. I'll always love wrestling and I'll always watch it. I haven't watched as much, you know, lately. And I think, you know, it's probably partly because of the pandemic and it's a little bit weird without fans and stuff like that, but it's, for me personally, it's just not what I grew up on and it's just a little bit different. And I guess everything changes, times change. So people have to change. But for me, it just seems like a little bit lighter and not as, I mean, dude, the guys now, I mean, athletes now are incredible. The things that those dudes can do all over the place. I mean, the spots that they're doing is crazy. The problem is, is that it's spot, 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 spot. Yep. You, don't give any, you don't give anybody time to breathe or actually tell a story and say something and sell and let it breathe for a moment. You know, that's something that I see. That's a problem. But like I said, I mean, the guy, the guys and the women are actually all amazing, you know, a bunch of them are amazing athletes. Some of the stuff that they're doing now is incredible. But for me, it's just, a, I guess, a different taste or a style that I actually prefer, which doesn't make me right or wrong. It's just something that I believe. Some of the storylines uh, in ECW were some of the best stories ever laid out in, in my opinion, professional wrestling history. Do you think if they actually took the time nowadays with the modern product and laid out stories and had them gradually go over time and dedicate, like, your dad, for instance, Hack, you know, when he was blind, that you know, he took that storyline and he stuck to it 110%. Where nowadays it's okay, you're you're this one week and the next week you're something else. But do you think if the storylines, you know, got a lot better, the product would would be more interesting to people? Yeah, and that's funny. Is my dad actually would be going to the grocery store wearing gla like those glasses? He'd be no <laughs> joke, okay, fake. Like the kid neighbors thought he was blind. Like he was carrying that thing out. So, like, to a T. I mean, he was going into the vet, and, dude, workers thought he was legit blind. 
Like that was how legit it was. And if, like you said, the thing with wrestling is they're not, they're not letting storylines carry out. I mean, they're just trying to get a storyline to the next pay-per-view. So, and then they settle it at the pay-per-view and you're on to the next storyline. Here comes somebody else interrupting what you just built for, I don't know, a month or whatever it is. And you're on to a next one. You can't, you can't invest your time and fully commit to a storyline if you're changing stuff like that. You aren't getting the fans' passion and the fans getting their raw emotion to either get behind one worker or another or or both for that matter. If after a month, you're just hopping them onto the next train. So I feel like it would help them out if you build story. Now, like they'll go back, they'll build a storyline with somebody, then switch them with somebody else. And then maybe like a year later, try and bring back, a, you know, a familiar storyline from that. And then you're like, oh, I remember when they did this. And by that time, it's like, all right, what, you know, I'm not invested anymore because this person's been in six storylines since last year. Right. You know? So it, as a fan, it's it's hard to invest and indulge and actually support one way or another when you know, you're changing it up so much. So in your question, yeah, I do think it would actually help them out, you know, let the fans invest more and, you know, get more time with the storyline. Would you also say that, unfortunately, the the, the society we live in today, and, and it permeates into wrestling as well, everybody wants this instant gratification. Oh, we got to see these two guys get together. We got to see this match. And I feel like, like you said before, Tyler, it's just so rush, 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 rush. Here's the blow off. Okay, now it's over. Instead of letting it really like a good trilogy or, you know, a good six, nine months, if not longer, a year to really let the whole, the thing really start to bubble up to the surface before you give the audience this big payoff. And I think with TV ratings and everything, I wonder if that, dictates a lot of oh man you know we got to have this we got to have a stack show this week we got to have a stack show next week make sure nothing gets too stale but i think in the same regard even though you don't want things to get stale you really haven't let it let the bread even rise to begin with well i'm sure i mean you know how it is nowadays everybody wants their information super quick nobody's got any patience for anything i mean i'm guilty of it i'm sure you're guilty of it you know yep we got computers in our pocket we we have instant information at the touch of a button so yeah i mean i'm sure that plays into the minds of everybody and that might be what they're thinking you know it definitely might be what they're thinking like oh man you know we can't let this draw out because they won't tune in or whatever but for me, I thought one of the best things was was um, in ECW before Barely Legal. I mean, Sabu and Taz never got their hands on each other until that match. And you could feel the electricity in the building when those two got in the ring. And you were like, finally, these two are about to freaking go at it. I mean, there, it had been months and months. Sabu would get a fingertip on Taz and nope, they'd be ripping them off of him. Taz would get there and boom, somebody be hopping outside the ring. Like it was those things where it was just like, oh, he's finally going to get him. And then boom, it was taken away from you at that moment. And you're like, God damn it. You know, it's that stuff like that, that gets the interest, like gets them invested. And 
dude, like I said, the electricity when, you know, and even when it was like lights on, lights off, and there's Sabu in the corner pointing up to the sky, you know, yeah. like, that chills, like running up, like you got, I have goosebumps right now talking about it. Like that's the type of stuff that, you know, wrestling feeds off of. And, you know, and like you said, everybody wants their information so quick now. So I guess maybe that's the route that they feel like they have to go. And maybe that's just unfortunate. Back in ECW, Paul was great at making characters. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, you would sit there and make a set of characters. They'd be gone. And then he's on to make the next set of characters, you know, look like a million bucks where nowadays they have nobody. Like they they have your one or two main event guys, and everybody else is just upper mid card. Do you do you think if they gave Paul full control to start making characters, you know, do what he did best now? Do do you think he can make the product better? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much stroke Paul has now. I mean, I I had heard through the grapevine that like maybe he got control of Raw, like a, I don't know how long ago it was or whatever. You know, I don't know when he gets and doesn't get control or anything like that. But as far as I know, I mean, that dude, he, he's a wrestling genius in my eyes. I mean, that guy, he pulls the right strings constantly. I mean, for me, I'm trying to think of all the. I mean, there was probably like 25 Dudley boys. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> like Dudley do right and dances with Dudley and all the, all those people. I mean, he had Scotty Riggs. He wanted Scotty Riggs to clap his hands over his head and do the clap. I don't know if you remember that. And Scotty Riggs was like, what the hell are you talking? You want me to do what? <laughs> and dude, and the people bought it. The people freaking bought it. And I mean, he just, he just knows what he's talking about. I mean, and. I I don't I don't know if he'll ever get full control. I mean, I don't know if they would ever allow him to do that, but he knows I know he knows what he's doing and I'm sure it definitely wouldn't hurt if they let him, you know, be a little puppet master from time to time. Do you feel like um do you feel like your dad has any ill wills towards the way everything kind of ended with ECW? Um I know that a lot of people have you know, feelings of all oh, the way things went down, you know, things could have kept going or whatnot. Do you, do you think he wishes that things would have obviously been a little bit different? Um, Different in what aspect? Well, I mean, just as far as cluing everybody in, it, it feels like a lot of people were kind of had the wool pulled over their eyes as far as oh, how everything was going to end, how everything did end, how it was very lock and key, tongue in cheek. You know, you have these guys, you have these families who are – they're reliant on this. And then all of a sudden, um, I think it was Mikey who made the comment. He said, uh, yeah, then I saw Paul uh, on Monday Night Raw and I realized, oh, I guess that's it. So. Yeah. So the way my dad explained it to me was uh, he had already known whether he was whether he was told or not. He knew he was like, I knew like I knew what was coming. I didn't know when it was coming exactly but i knew it was coming so for him i mean he had told me that he had that he had this guy my dad had this guy you know was trying to buy ecw from paul for you know a couple mil like right before it folded paul wouldn't do it 
couple months later, ECW folds. So, I mean, I think my dad kind of knew, he saw the writing on the wall and basically knew it was coming. So from his perspective, he can't really hold any ill will because he saw the writing on the wall, you know, and I know there's a lot of those guys, like you said, Mikey, for instance, you know, had no idea and were in the, you know, out of blue, like Paul, like you said, Paul's on Monday Night Raw. So I feel, I mean, that's very, like, super unfortunate for those dudes like that sucks and i'm sure they probably wanted to wring paul's neck but from hack's aspect he he always kind of saw the writing on the wall so obviously you know here we are in 2021 things are starting to get back to some level of normalcy if we can even refer to it as that um the indies were super hot super hot before the pandemic happened. It was quite possibly the hottest we've seen them in a very long time. And I know a lot of wrestlers I've talked to said, why well, sign a contract with a major company when I can basically make my own schedule? I can make damn good money on the indies and I can pick and choose how I want things to work out. And I don't have to be beholden to anybody telling me, oh, that social media platform, can't say that. You know, somebody wants to sponsor me, can't do that. Yep. Um do you do you feel like the indies are going to continue to come back? And is there any destinations or places that you look at and you go, man, I think that place is going to be popping once things get back? Um. So, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think that they're going to be popping. I mean, just think about it. I mean, I guess not not everybody, I guess. I mean, the prices aren't outrageous, but not everybody – can pay and afford to go to a WWE show or an AEW show or whatever. And with the indies, it's definitely more affordable, but I feel honestly like majority of the time you're getting a better product, you know? And I mean, those dudes are fighting and calling to make a name for each other. And they want to prove every night that, you know, they are supposed to be there. Kind of like ECW was. They were fighting and clawing to prove that they could be with the big guys. I mean, and these right. indies, and these indies are pulling out guys and they're working their asses off. They're doing what they're supposed to be doing. And like you said, if you know, why wouldn't you want to leave WWE? I mean, when you if you're not one of the top guys, you don't really control almost anything that you do. So why not go there, make a name for each other, make a name for yourself, and then say, hey, Vince, look at me now. I'll take some more money, <laughs> you know, to come back or whatever. And now that I got a, you know, bigger name for myself. But I, I mean, they're hot as anything right now. And I think AEW was super smart hooking up with uh, letting their guys do TNA, letting their guys do indies, letting their guys do, you know, stuff like that because – that's what guys want to do. They want to make their own schedule, you know, make their own schedule. They also want to make money elsewhere. And it's also great for the business. People at indie shows seeing those superstars, you know, like, um, uh, what, what the hell's, uh, like Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson. I can't think of their tag name right now. The Young Bucks. Yeah. Young Bucks and like Omega and whoever going down and working with some of the indie. I mean, it's giving your indie guys great work. You know, yes. and it's also giving your company credibility. It's also, uh, you know, letting those guys feel like they're dictating their own, you know, 
profession, like or their their selves. So, you know, I, I think it's great. And I can't think I can't honestly remember off the top of my head any in particular uh, promotion um, that for me that I would think like to go work at. I mean, there were so many good ones, but um, no really in particular ones come uh, to my head. So obviously here we are now and, and we're sitting down and having this discussion. What's uh, obviously your dad doesn't work a full schedule. Um, what's it like when you're just sitting around and chatting about, does your dad bring up wrestling? Do you guys talk about that with each other or is it more just, oh, we, it's kind of always on the back burner. Does he kind of bring stuff like that up to you or, or reminisce and tell you any stories or is it something like, gosh, I've heard just about every story there is. <laughs> Well, once I think I've heard every story, and I probably have at least twenty-five times, but uh, <laughs> there's there's still one, there's still some that will pop into his head, you know, out of the blue that I've never heard before, and yeah, I mean, we'll sit around shoot because you know he may like walk into the house, like walk into my house and like see me watching uh, like wrestling or something because I watch every pay per view. I try and watch. Uh, you know, majority of Monday Night Rolls and Dynamite and stuff like that. And he'll be like, oh, what's because he doesn't watch whatsoever. He doesn't. Wow. So he's he's basically said, no, I'm just I'm detached at this point. Yeah. I mean, he like if I'm watching, he'll watch. And like we just watch WrestleMania together and stuff like that. Like and like he'll watch like we're not. But he won't like go out of his way and like watch it by himself. Like he won't. He's just, And honestly, I don't know why he I think he's just kind of like. Eh, seen it, lived it, done it, you know. Been like, there, done that, yep. Yeah, like, it is what it is, you know. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we shoot the shit. He's asking me, he's like, oh, you know, what's going on here? What are they doing? Who's working here? What's the story? You know, when he's watching, he's definitely interested and he's asking questions. But, and we'll talk from time to time, story time to time, and I'll joke, you know, how I was more over than him. Uh, <laughs> and stuff like that but yeah i mean we're always talking chit-chatting and he's all he's always on the front uh phone with old buddies you know stuff like that like i was just saying we were on the phone uh with mikey actually the other night and he was doing his terry funk impression had us rolling on the floor we were we were freaking dying said so mikey's great i love mikey so I mean, we're all—he's always staying in touch with those dudes. Actually, Fonzie was actually over my house like two weeks ago uh, with us hanging out. So you know, there's always something definitely to talk about. You know, and wrestling's in our blood. So you know, we're always gonna have interesting stuff to talk about. I will say this, and I'm not trying to say anything, but I don't think there's ever been a father-son duo show out there in the wrestling world. Uh, I'm just throwing it out there once again. Uh, no, I hope the big man with the beard doesn't steal any ideas off of me. But I'm just saying, there yeah. is money to be made and I think some amazing stories to be told. So uh, you think your dad would ever entertain the idea of, of sitting down with you and, and going down and telling some stories and just kind of you guys sharing some feelings about wrestling? So... It's actually funny that you bring that up because I've been getting in his ear. I mean, he's not tech savvy, like, whatsoever. <laughs> so he's Jerry well. Lynn. Yeah, he doesn't know <laughs> anything that's going on. Like, he's texts on his iPhone with one finger. I mean, he's horrifying. 
but so but i'm trying to tell him i'm like dude there's money to be made out there you know we should either you know start a podcast or get on somebody's podcast or live stream which i think there's some things in the work there that you know could be coming up but he always tells me he's like oh i hate hearing myself talk i'm thinking i'm like dude you don't ever shut up <laughs> how is that how, how is that even possible you don't ever shut up yet you say that you hate hearing yourself talk it's like it's insane but i yeah i definitely think he would be up for something and uh we'll see what happens in the future that's awesome uh, so uh, uh I'm thinking about calling it bedtime stories with the Sandman and son. Oh. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if they'd be some of these stories. You might not be able to sleep afterwards. But, uh, <laughs> so. so in 2021, what are some of your goals? What are some things you're looking to accomplish? Um, what's on the horizon for you? So people can find out a little bit more. And, and what's uh, what's next? What's the next chapter you're going to write? Uh. So for me, I mean, shit, I'm just trying to get outside without a mask, right? But uh, not, nothing uh, nothing too crazy. I mean, like you were hinting at earlier, me and my pops got uh, some interesting stuff in the works that I think are, uh, you know, that you guys will be able to see, actually. Um, I can't really talk about particulars right now, but you'll be able to... Uh, you'll be able to see it soon, hopefully. And hopefully I can get that ball rolling and talk to more fans, see more fans. And, uh, yeah, that's about it right now in the immediate future. I mean, I'm working, got good health. Everybody's got good health. Just want to keep this ball rolling. Hope everybody's got good health and we can finally get past this thing, you know, and everybody can be successful and back to normal. I'm with you. Well, Tyler, I, I like to do a little fun thing. Hot tub time machine. Oh, Mr. my Fre God. Mr. Oh, Freeland God. loves this. Oh, uh, what's okay? This? You can sit there and take a hot tub time machine back in any point in wrestling history. You pick a match, take somebody out, and put yourself in. What oh. match would you do? Oh, wow, that is a tough, tough, tough question. Um, what match would I want to be a part of? You know what I get? I think from all the stuff I've heard, I I think I think I would want to take Hogan out and put myself in against Andre. Ooh. And work and work that match. I mean, from all accounts that I've heard, I mean, uh, two cold Scorpios. I mean, he's been with Andre in Japan and stuff like that. He's told me plenty of stories about Andre. And being around him, um, so yeah, I I would I would like to take Hogan out, and I would definitely like to work on. I mean, that would just be so interesting, just to be in a ring with a man that size, as good as a worker that I've heard that he was nice dude. And I mean, the circumstances, the whole everything. I mean, I think that would be very interesting, very interesting for me. Fantastic choice, first time ever too. Yeah, that is. <laughs> I'm um, sure I might be able to come up with a better one if I had a little bit more time to, uh, you know, think on it. But that's what I got. 
I want to really quickly throw out some names and just it's, you know, that word association type of thing. I'll throw out someone's name. You tell me the first thing that comes to mind as it comes to your experiences with the ECW locker room. Okay. Uh, Raven. Dad. Uh, Terry Funk. Legend. Uh, Two Cold Scorpio. Cold dude. Cold dude. Uh, RVD. 420. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, it's today. Um, mm-hmm. Let me think here. Um, Shane Douglas. Yeah, that's a good one. Shane Douglas. Um, wow, that's a, that's a hard one. I didn't have many interactions with Shane. Um, he's a hard ass. What about uh, Chris Candido? Hmm. Funny, funny, very funny. Taz. Blowhard. Yeah, that seems <laughs> there seems to be a consensus there, and we have it. We have it by one of the original ECWs. Yes. Um, Tyler, it has been a blast. I mean, just hearing you speak and telling your story and, you know, reminiscing about what it was like being literally when we we talk about people growing up in the business, you literally grew up in the business and would love to have you back again to talk wrestling, maybe do a watch along or something. But before that, where can people follow you? Where can people, your social media accounts, all of that good stuff, let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, Yeah, so... Uh, Twitter, B underscore U underscore T-F-U-L, B-U-T-F-U-L, Tyler Fullington, that's my name. You can find me on Twitter, uh, T-F-U-L-011 on Instagram. It's nothing cool. It's all lighthearted and fun, usually, typically, a lot of wrestling stuff. Uh, I mean, feel free to contact me anytime. I, I talk to anybody about anything as long as uh, you're not really a jerk. Well, if you are, I'll kind of play with you a little bit, but... <laughs> <laughs> I have a want to have some good wrestling combos. We can do that and uh, stuff like that. And I appreciate you guys having me on. I mean, dude, I've had fun. It's it was a blast. Uh, yeah, we should definitely do something in the future. I would love that, guys. Please follow Tyler. Great dude. Interact with him on social media. Support him. Also support the Sandman as well because he it, it, there's a special place in our heart for him. And uh, we wouldn't be talking about ECW if it wasn't for people like the Sandman, who literally blazed the trail for a lot of people we talked about before. The Steve Austins, the John Moxleys, anybody who, um, the Mance Warners. I mean, let's be honest, a lot of these guys emulated aspects that came from the legend that is the Sandman. All right, man. Thank you so much, Tyler. We will talk to you down the road, my friend. Yeah, man. Appreciate the kind words. Be safe, everybody. You got Thanks, it. Tyler. See ya. <laughs> Wow. How cool is that? How cool is that? I mean, I I remember when I first started talking to Tyler and I was asking him like, hey, you know, would you would you come on and and tell us a little bit about that? Because when you think about it. He literally started what in first grade in the wrestling business. I mean, that's pretty early to be thrown into a worldwide spotlight to have to get in there and perform on a very, very difficult, very hot angle. Um, And he did it, and he did it extremely well. Um, 
So it was awesome to catch up with him. I'm glad to see that he is doing well. So it's all good, my friend. Very good. I, I love the fact that so many people were making comments in the chat. I do wish I would have gotten uh, to some more of those, but I can promise you we will get Tyler back again. And it's so interesting to know what may be on the horizon for Tyler and the Sandman. So we're just going to have to stay tuned. Uh, don't go anywhere. When we come back, oh, man, the ridiculousness absolutely continues. We're going to be joined by Liam Savage. And uh, you know what? All the other people, Mike Cook, where are you, my friend? Because there is a special, special uh, category of questions tonight just for you. And uh, you better get yourself on. Oh, he heard me call him out. Guys, don't go anywhere. We are going to do the Mikey Whitbrick. I'm too sexy because let's be honest, that's the one commercial I play. Won't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Front Row Material. I'm too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave me. shirt too sexy for my shirt so sexy it hurts and I'm too sexy for Milan too sexy for Milan New York and Japan take it and I'm too sexy for your party too sexy for your party no way I am disco dancing I'm a model, you know what I mean, and I do my little turn on the catwalk, yeah on the catwalk, on the catwalk, yeah, I do my little turn on the catwalk. for my hat too sexy for my hat what do you think about that okay. I'm a model you know what I mean and I do my little turn on the catwalk yeah on the catwalk on the catwalk yeah I do my little turn on
Was that any good? Oh my god. Oh, welcome back to the show. You know what? That commercial never gets old. That is Mikey Whipwreck at his best, doing all of his different impersonations. And now that Tyler was telling us about his hot tub time machine, I will never look at the Andre clip any different. But uh, Or I will look at it differently now. But um, what, what's your thoughts on the interview? Just doing a recap before we get into our panel here. Some very interesting things that uh, Tyler shared with us, Rit. Yeah, I love that, how he... Uh... When he was talking about getting in the wrestling business, you know, and he was enthroned in that angle, he's like, I was too young to be nervous, you know, and because I don't know about you, but, you know, being in front of a crowd like that now, I'd freeze. That hot angle between Raven and Sandman, you know, he, he, he did what he, he did more at six than I could do at a slim 28. Hold on a second. You're not 28. Don't. What are you, what are you trying to say? 28. Man, you're Don't. sitting there trying to. You're trying to ruin my gimmick. No, I'm not trying to ruin your gimmick. But come on now. You. All right. Fine. You know what? 28. We'll go with it. Fine. 28 is your age. We're rolling with the punches. I'm roll. Hey, hey. I roll. I roll a lot. But man, I, I was. I was really. I, I'm intrigued. Of what hit. Of, of what. What could be coming up between those two? Him. Him and Hack. I'm telling you right now, Tyler is, he looks like a young, strong version of Hack. You can hear it in his voice. He's got a great mind for it. He's had a chance to sit under the learning tree by legends for decades. He got to do all this and, and his dad as well. I'm sure that there's going to be some things in the pipeline that we are going to hear uh, about the uh, the Sandman family, and I think everybody will be very, very happy to hear about that. Can't wait to hear uh, what Tyler has to share. All right, so without any further ado, good God, we just had a great part of our show. Now we got to move on to the curtain jerkers, except for Mike Unit, who I feel like Mike Unit is the modern day Mike Tanay. He is he's at the uh, control desk. Let's uh, let's bring all these guys in. Let's see what they have to say. First, let's bring him in himself. Mike Unit. There is the sexy man. What's going on, buddy? Oh, my God. Oh, oh, wow. So I got a question for you people out there listening on FRM Podcast. Did y'all come on here? To see FRM? No. Boo. Or did y'all come out to see the MWO? And if you're not down with the Mike World Order, I got two words for you. Why not? Because survey says one more for the good guys. One more for the good guys. Mike Unit is too sweet. By the way, we are going to be plugging where you can get your official Mike World Order merchandise. See this beautiful shirt right here? <laughs> his, his stuff is so quality made. I have worn this, and <laughs> I got pit stains the size of dinner plates, kids. And I'm telling you, I got, I got the memories to match. 
and this shirt has <laughs> has not worn out. It is awesome. Great fabric. The logo is very, very nice and plush. I'm telling you, this is a great T-shirt compared to my – I don't know if you can you hear that. You hear <laughs> that? That's that that's heavyweight cotton I use, you know. When, when it comes to when – you, when you spend money on merch – well, when other people spend money on merch, we can't include you freely. Nope. Um, you want to get your money's worth. Yes. You want it to where it's good quality. So I made sure that, you know, it's good quality fabric. It's 100% heavyweight cotton. And uh, it lasts. Like, I've had my Mike World Order shirt for a year and a half, and it's still just as good as I first bought it. So, you know. So I do appreciate every time you, you plug in the show and – you know, you're out wearing the merch in public, you know, putting me over. 30% me being put over, 70% you putting you over, but that's cool. I'll take it, you know. Hey, the whore, all, whore's got to do what a whore's got to do. You know what I'm saying? Whore, I know. <laughs> and also a, a quick plug-in, tomorrow night, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, Freeland, you are more than welcome to join because a lot of people gave feedback to you. Uh, you coming in, but next tomorrow night's episode of Mike World Order Live. Um, and so far, everything's in place. If it doesn't happen tomorrow night, but it'll still happen this week, but it's still on for tomorrow night. I have former NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion and a longtime friend of mine, Craig Classic, who's mostly known for working in the NWA Florida circuit. You know, he was the first guy to unify the NWA Florida Junior and World Junior Heavyweight titles at the same time. He was trained in Big Japan Pro Wrestling by Daisuke Sakimoto, who's that's a guy that if you see him when he wrestles, you would wonder why didn't WWE snag him. The guy's like um, a Japanese Incredible Hulk and his finisher, the deadlift German suplex. I've seen him do it to Aki Bono in a match. Just imagine that visual, a five foot nine, 275 pound man grabbing a sumo wrestler from the ground, lifting him up and overhead into a German suplex with a bridge. All I can say is that sounds like fore- foreplay with my ex-wife. I mean. <laughs> How dare you, Freeland? But, um, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm a he, filthy, filthy man. I mean, if you can find him, I mean, he's, he's got plenty of stuff uh, on YouTube. His matches from zero one. He's he's went up against guys like Tony Cozina, uh, Lince Dorado, Mike Quackenbush. Um, they even have it to where there's uh, footage of him from, uh, I'm trying to figure out what it was. So every year, zero one would do a show at this well-known shrine in Tokyo, the forgot the name of it, Yakini Shuku, something like that. And one of, on one of those shows, he defended, you know, the NWA World Junior Title. Wow! In Japan. He's defended it at Sumo Hall. He's he's been there. He's well known, you know. And his wrestling style can be compared to a one Dynamite Kid, Chris Benoit. You know, he, he was pretty much during that time frame where. If you notice the phase of guys who were wrestling like Benoit, there was pretty much Benoit. And then you had Daniel Bryan. And then you had Davey Richards. 
Craig Classic was pretty much right not too far afterwards. Nice. So nice. He, it's 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 gonna be uh, interesting to have him on tomorrow night's show because it will be what we like to call smack podcasting. I love it. Guys, I'm gonna continue to put this on through the course of the night here, but twitch.tv forward slash Mike World Order is going to be the place. That is the locale. Please go ahead and check it out. I'm also gonna let you know, boom, tiny url.com forward slash mwo merch that's where you go get your credit card out and make sure that you get yourself some mike world order merchandise with that being said we're going to bring in the rest of the crew we're going to bring in the boogster there he is my friend the man who's 30 looks like he's nine man i tell you what he's clean shaven he's ready to go what's going on boog not much. Just ready to hang out with you, Mr. Freeland. I tell you what, it's it's music to my ears to be able to hear the mellow tones of your voice. Welcome to another week, my friend. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. And uh, this next guy, let's give an introduction to this next. Well, I mean, really, that is the guy cool. who gets the, the guy who gets booted every episode. Well, now we're just going to bring him on. Needs no introduction. This is true. Wow! Holy cow! Judas in my Steve mind. Can I shut off my own camera this time, or is that not okay? You, my friend, are no. You are, that's frowned upon. You are hot to trot. Yeah. Look at you. You're all slicked back, and you got the jacket going on. A little GQ action here. Yeah, well, it's like uh, it's cold outside, so you know. Right. It was 95 yeah. degrees here today. Oh, how terrible for you. Yeah. Well, hold on. I want to I want to bring in yet another person to the group here. He is the leader. He is the leader of order entertainment. I tell you what, this man is uh, too cool for school, right? Boom. There he is. Oh my there god. He is. That's exactly right. What is going on, buddy? How are you? I just got done with SmackDown. Uh, I might sound biased, but I thought it was pretty good. Nice. See, see, I don't get to see a lot of WWE. Well, I shouldn't say that. I have the opportunities to watch WWE. I just choose not to. I'm very, very picky. I'm a. I would say I'm a finicky eater, but I'm not. I watch. I just watch a lot of AE Dub, which is my thing, and a lot of old classic stuff. So, mm-hmm. I'm probably breaking some some people's hearts and minds, but. I just don't watch as much WWE. Boog, are you a WWE guy? Or are you kind of like, eh, whatever? Uh, whatever's uh, on that night, I'll watch. So did, did I upset Did I upset you, uh, uh, Y2J? Did I upset you with that? Are you a big WWE who, who guy? Who are you talking to? Who are you talking oh, to? Y2J. <laughs> who the fuck are you talking to? I'm talking, huh? to, I'm talking to you, my friend. Who? You, you, Me? Y2J, Paul Heyman, oh, Jesus, fuck. whatever we want to refer to you as. Paul Heyman? Yes. Wow. Hey, Which Steve Paul Carino. Heyman? Steve Carino was another one. Yeah. Man, are you in the garage right now? Yes. Yes, I'm here because. <laughs> fucking hell, man. What? I'm in here because, you know hey, what? I'm dedicated to this fucking podcast. Out, I'm dedicated to this podcast, and I come in here for you guys. Okay. Well, we, we appreciate that. We appreciate you being here. I hope here. so. Where's the shirt? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 
No, it's you somewhere know? else. I'm not doing a fucking strip tease this time. I'm sorry. But here it's not is. fucking happening. No, no. here's what here's what's gonna happen. Here's what's gonna nope. happen. Leave it we need you to put the shirt on. We need you to put the shirt on. Put it on. You can turn it on. Nope. Oh, yeah, you got a shirt too. I tell you what, why, why? Mine's Logan's on got the, the shirt. Mine's on the way. You know what? Oh, it's on the way. Oh, he ordered one. Thank you. Strip. Let's just, let's just, yeah. Let's just all go yeah, top. Speak for yourself, Mike. Episode. I'm not doing it, man. You go ahead. You got the guns. I'm a very confident man. You got you the guns, right? The guns. <laughs> you are, you are, you are a confident man, Mike. I, I don't have a tenth of a very confident man. Then again, I, I don't. Oh, whatever. I, I don't. I'm single. I don't have the amount of fur or hair that uh, the Rit has right there. I mean, he is a, a very furry man. Look at that. What are you drinking in the wilderness tonight? Or something. He looks like Braun Strowman. He does. Braun Jr. and Steve Carino and uh, nah, he just Boog, nah. Boog, who's up way past his bedtime. I mean. <laughs> I just want to hear. I just want to hear Rit impersonate Braun Strowman, like. Oh, when come he does on, the like, good dude. Come on, like, he does that. Here, he like, does that stuff on the phone with me. Do the growl. He's like, do the growl. You gotta get these hands. My name Braun <laughs> Strowman. Don't start doing the train though. Oh, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Wow. We're gonna get on the Strowman Express. No, I need to give me a bucket of chicken wings. Choo choo, choo choo. Logan, let me throw it out. To, <laughs> let me throw it out to you, buddy. What's going on with you? I know you said you just got to checking out SmackDown, but what else is new in your world, my friend? Just living my life, celebrating the 420 holiday. Absolutely. Me too. Shout out me, to RVD. Me too. me too. Yep, here I am. Yep. What is that? What What did you just show? What is that? That's a beer. Oh, I, I, okay. It's a beer. I, I, you <laughs> just, you just held up a giant. You just held up a giant can in front of the. That was water. He turned into wine. Oh, <laughs> fuck off! Boo. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, motherfucker! My... Wow. See, you know what? You know what? The funny thing is, Freeland's always the one that gets the motherfuckers, but I will motherfuck any of you. Okay. Uh-huh. What, what about what about me? What, what did we ever do to you, man? Well, I don't know if you've done anything yet, but everybody else, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. hey. I mean, I'm no, I know. I, wait okay. a minute. Logan <laughs> hasn't done anything to anybody. Logan hasn't done anything to me yet. I'm sorry. Fuck. I mean, yeah. I'll you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, last episode, Freeland said, if I put on the shirt and put on the hat and dance like a fucking monkey, <laughs> then, you know, he'd, he'd just like, you know, Leave all the other <laughs> nicknames alone. He said, "Oh, well, that's it. I'll, I'll retire all of them." What is he doing now? He now he's got like uh, Chris Jericho, Steve Carino, Steve no, Carino. Even though I don't have blonde hair, hey, but hey. you know, listen, I get he had brown hair at one point. Yeah, when he, he first did. came yeah. in, he had brown hair. He did yeah, have brown hair. Fuck. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Hey, hey, Judas, stop. <laughs> oh, we and you know what? We all compared you to world champions. We did. We're not. You know who, we're not. Thank you, thank you, Mike. I, we did not ever compare you to people who weren't really good. Steve Carino, amazing. Yes. Uh, Chris Jericho, amazing. Paul Paul yeah. Heyman, one of the greatest world minds champion. ever. What about Vince Russo? Okay. Though Vince Russo, yeah, without in history. 
Okay, see, you say the he Russo thing, like that's bad enough. But then, but then the Heyman Former thing, it's World like champion. you know, I could only get away with it for like up to like ninety two or ninety three when he started losing his hair and grew out and everything. And it's like, what are you comparing me to? We're talking. We're talking. We're, we're talking about what the heyday of Paul Heyman. Hey, hey, and don't forget, Russo was a, a world champion. He was. He was a WCW yeah, world champion. Yeah, I don't like Russo. See? But he was a world champion. I don't we care. Could've, we could have. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We could have called him David Arquette. I mean, I sadly have a follow-up oh, from the guy. David Arquette. Ooh, do, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I met David Arquette, too. He's a good dude. All right, guys. So let's kind of jump into this. We we got ourselves a huge, huge panel tonight. Like I said before, joining us is Mike Cook. Joining us from Arizona is the Boogster. Joining us from another country is uh, (laughs) Cuba. (laughs) Oh, Fidel! Fidel! Oh man! And joining us is Logan Slater. Uh, from Order Entertainment. Let's let's first jump with uh, Order Entertainment, man. I absolutely love that. If you guys have not checked out the stream, Order Entertainment is legit. So tell us how that got started and, um, you know, what is the genesis of all of that? Because if people aren't familiar with that stream, I definitely think they should be subscribing. Um, basically, we were tired of seeing fans all upset with the certain outcomes of each match and complaining. We don't get what we want. We feel they should get what they want and be happy with what they see. Right. And it basically just started out. This is going to sound more criminal minds than anything, but it started in a trailer. And we just, I started getting more people because I can't, I can't be in charge of everything. I can't be in charge of booking. I can't be in charge of production and all that. So I had a select amount of people who have the right mind for wrestling and, we just went from there and we just we're aiming for a goal of 200 followers by the end of the week. Wow. That's huge. Congratulations on that. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. We, we have five and uh, one, two, three, four out of the five are here with me tonight. So we're, we're getting their baby steps, right? It's all about baby yeah. steps, baby all steps, but you have to listen to it. You, it, Logan, you have the best voice for announcing. The absolute <laughs> best. He does announcing and play-by-play for video games, and I watch it like I'm watching NXT. This man can call action like you wouldn't believe. After this is over, you need to go to that channel and watch that stuff. It's really, really good. I will sit there, and I will just laugh my ass off on how <laughs> damn good this guy is. So I'm I'm – I will continue to put you over because you deserve it, my friend. Well, thank you. Tonight we had three title matches on the card. Ooh, so who's on the card tonight? Black and Murphy to kick it off. Nice. For the U.S. title. And then we had the women's tag team title match, which I won't put that match over because it was devastating. Um, And then we brought back the WWE tag titles from 2010 and – Three-way dance, Usos, the Bar, and the War Raiders. Oh man! When it comes to the Bar, are you a, are you a Cesaro guy? I am. I think he deserves a whole lot more than he's than he's getting. Can I get an he's Amen, there, Mister uh, Mister Logan? I will give you a Hallelujah. 
Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right, guys. So let's kind of jump right into this. We got several questions that I want to go over this week because I think it's very relevant topics to talk about. So <coughs> the first thing we're going to go into is the Young Bucks this past week have made the announcement that they're done at 40. Now, we often know that um, people get sucked back into wrestling right when they think they're going to be done. So I'm going to throw this to, to Boog first. Mm-hmm. Young Bucks done at 40 right now. Nick and Matt are 36 and 32, respectively. If this AEW thing takes off, do you really think they're going to hold themselves to that? Or do you think that's kind of eh, maybe 40? Not at all. I mean, that's still four years away for uh, for Matt. I mean, what could happen in four years? I mean, we've seen how far AEW's come in, t- like, you know, one and a half, two years. I mean, four years from now, who knows where they could be. And to sit there and put uh, a cap on it, I, I honestly can't see them doing that especially if AEW continues the way it is no I agree 100% with you I think that they may have that on their mind like hey I don't want to put my body through too much because I've seen what's happened to some of the the wrestlers from generations before but you just nailed it on the head I mean you don't also want to shortchange yourself with a big promotion that you helped create and if it's on fire and the fans demand you guys Money talks, my friend. Money talks. Um, Liam, your thoughts here on the whole retirement thing. I mean, I think it's interesting that I think wrestlers nowadays, they look at their bump card much differently than they did back in the day. Do you feel like because they have young families that that may factor into it? Or are you with Boo with the mindset of, you know what? I get it. They just don't want to turn into somebody who can't remember their kid's name. Yeah, I think it's all about perspective. Um, you look at like the last 20, 30 years, and you see how uh, certain people's paths have gone. And, uh, you know, you start to think that maybe there's a different path where you can take a little, you know, less bumps, maybe uh, less damage, and still have a a career that might last a little bit longer, uh, but then, you know, you can spend time with your kids and all that. Uh, I'm seeing it today, like, it depends on the wrestler, but, I mean, if you're high-flying, man, it just gets crazier and crazier as it goes. And uh, I'm not a fan of that. Um, I like to see it where it fits, but uh, it seems like, you know, like, people would have been going crazy over Dynamite Kid like in the early 80s saying, oh my god, that guy's incredible, right? The stuff they're doing now, it's light years past what he did, and people were freaking out in the early 80s for that. So, they, you know, these guys, they need to really look at their bodies and see how they need to pick their spots. I mean, someone like Will Ospreay, you know, that guy's just gonna be in a freaking wheelchair if he keeps it up. Same with Darby Allen. It's, it's, uh, it's scary, and and it's me coming from a spot of, I don't want to see them have to retire early. You know, if I enjoy watching them when they're doing so many high risk things. Um, I mean, the Bucks can't say I'm a fan. Uh, never really been a fan of them. Um, their style, I I don't really get. I, I I guess I'm just in the past with that stuff. But um, I mean, if they want to say they're done at forty, that's that's perfectly acceptable if they want to move into a management role with AEW, if they're still around, who knows? Uh, I think that's fine. But the way the uh, 
you know, the way that wrestling is going these days, it seems like it keeps up in the ante as it goes year by year. And if people don't start slowing down, picking their spots, uh, it's going to be a lot of people that are in a lot of trouble, I think. It's just me, though. Uh, let's throw it over to, to Rit. I mean, what's your take on this? I mean, I know you're an AEW guy, and I do know you like the Bucks and their style. Um, being a par- Raise your hand if you're a parent in this room. I can barely wipe my own ass. Okay. So, being a parent, let me ask you, Mike, are you saying you're a parent or you can barely wipe your ass? I'm a parent, okay? I'm pretty much Uncle Daddy. There you go. <laughs> and, and, so let me let, let me ask you this, Rit. Um, do you think that comes into consideration as being a parent? Do you look at things differently as opposed to before you had children when it comes to your health, uh, what your occupation is, risks you take? Does that factor into it? Uh, yeah, because you're not only looking at you know your future, you're looking at your your kids' future and your family's future. Uh, with the Bucks saying they're done at 40, hey, in a business standpoint, for them wrestling, they've done it all. Yeah. Anything, they, anything they wanted to do, they, they've done. You know, Now they're saying they're done at 40, more power to them. You know, they, can, they, they already got, they're what, vice president? Or they're one of, what, six vice presidents in AEW? So yeah. they could easily step back help you know with all this younger talent behind the scenes you know elevate themselves and make their product and company now better behind the scenes instead of in front of the cameras where how many people actually have the opportunity to do that you know so i i think they're really smart with that logan let me throw this at you i know We've seen this before, and I'm going to use the example of uh, Brett Favre. And I think Brett Favre has actually almost become a meme at this point. Um, You know, we saw Michael Jordan do it earlier on, retire, come back. But Brett really did it a lot. Um, Do you feel like there's a lot of times guys in wrestling who say, I am going to be done, but they end up continue to come back again? And maybe not necessarily for the financial compensation of it, but for the fact that it's so much of your DNA and what you know and what you've done. And I remember when I was talking to my dad, when he retired, he said, it's almost like getting off of a treadmill, like Monday morning rolls around and I'm ready to go to, you know, I have meetings and I got to drive here or fly here or do this. And he said, all of a sudden, all I got to do is put on my slippers and, and read the paper. And you long for that. You miss the boys, you miss the camaraderie. Do you feel like, it is kind of hard to narrow down the 40, or do you think from their perspective, um, I'm kind of buying into what they're saying. You look at The Undertaker, how many times have we heard the rumor that he's going to retire? A hundred times. Yeah. Like, we heard it at 33, then we heard it at 34, he didn't show up at 35, and then finally we, we get he gets the match he wants, that Boneyard match, and that's when he said he's done. And more power to the young bucks. I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna agree with the writ. You know, they gotta. My kid is in, uh, has put himself. He's he he wants to he wants to wrestle. And I said more power to you, but just be careful. 
Yeah. Just yeah. be careful. No, I, I agree with that. Um, I think I think it's so interesting when, when people want to, and very rarely in people in life have the chance to call their own shots. You know what I mean? Most of us are going to work until literally we, we, we drop because we are not, and I say most of us, and obviously everyone's situation is a little bit different, but most of us will work because that's just what we have to do to make ends meet. We are unfortunately not super, super wealthy, and it's just, it's our plot in life. But if you do have the ability to call your shots and walk away when you want to, I think that's the kind of the ultimate because it gives you back that sense of control that so many people just do not have. Um, let me get you in on this one, Mike. You know, when it comes to some of the names uh, that Liam was throwing out there, there's a lot of credence to what he was saying as far as not wanting to be in a wheelchair, not wanting to be somebody who can't remember who they are, remember kids' names or stuff like that. Would you agree, based upon the body of work the Bucks have had, that 40, I can actually see that? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens before 40. Um, I mean, them guys have been wrestling since they were like 18, 16. And you figure wrestling that style for so many years. Like, I remember first seeing them on Dragon Gate when they did a tour, and I'm like, hey, it's Matt and Jeff Hardy again. Um, and mind you, that was that was like 2007. Yeah. We're, we're in 2021, you know, and they're still trying to wrestle that style. Even though they kind of put on more mass so they can observe those hits, because I know for a fact when I saw – um, the Young Bucks when they were in TNA when I was in college compared to seeing Matt Jackson a couple of years ago at a Ring of Honor show before they did AEW, it was like night and day. Like you can tell he gotten more solid. And I can, I, I get it. Will Ospreay had to do the same thing for his wrestling style. You know, he's like 230 now. I get it. And plus, Eventually, they're going to have to tone down their style if they want longevity in their career. But if Matt's going to be the one retiring first because he turns 41st, mm-hmm. it's going to be odd seeing Nick working singles. Yeah, no, I agree. It's odd. They're, some tag teams are just meant to be a tag team and nothing else. Like it was weird every year whenever when they were part of the Bullet Club. They used to compete in the best of the Super Juniors, which is singles matches. It is so weird seeing them working singles, in my opinion. No, I, so I completely I think respect it, that. I think if Matt finishes at 40, I think Nick's going to do the same thing too, which makes that 36 for Nick. That's if anything doesn't happen to where their careers cut short before it ended, which right from injuries no or whatnot. Or... No, I agree. Uh, I, I agree mean, completely. I think so it's a tough it's thing. It's just one of those things. Oh yeah. I mean, I think it's, a... and not just that. I mean, well, sorry to cut you off and not just that. The first thing that comes to mind is, um, Mizawa. you know, you're the, you're the president of pro wrestling, Noah, and you're wrestling a full-time schedule on top of that, and you're not in your youth anymore. 
And all it took was a simple, basic backdrop. He got put in cardiac arrest and he passed away. I you think, know, uh, I think once I think, they get older, I think you're, you're, you're dubbing when I watch your video feed, it's like you're dubbing over <laughs> like a, a Japanese movie because I, I hear the audio. I'm like, are you, are you at Buck's house right now? Seriously? Are you in like his spare bedroom? Because he's got the dial up, up in, uh, up in the land of moose and oh, snow. I got, I got full blown internet. <laughs> My internet's oh, great. Okay, okay, because okay. I just I just see that I'm like you're like well, Will Osprey may retire, so I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if it was me and I'm having a stroke or the fact that uh, <laughs> the dial-up is just a little goofy. Maybe it's your dial-up being goofy. I think it's because that vertical plug you got behind you. Hey, why 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 you got Why do you got to go all Jay Lethal on me, man? I man. lethal injection. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh man. So let's let's go into our second topic here. So as far as my two cents on the Young Bucks at 40, first of all, I think their whole goal is to grow AEW. I think their whole goal is to to make the product better and grow. And because of their name recognition, if they can uh pull in some young talent and help cultivate that and make the company grow and get better, they can still come out every once in a while. Um I think they're going to make a smart business decision, and I think that they have young families and they want to do what's best for them. And if they stick to this, like Logan was saying, you know, how many times have we heard other people say it? Uh, time will tell, but uh, let's just kind of put this on the back burner. It's simmering, but it's not ready to cook yet. Um, let's go to our next topic. Oh, you wanna you wanna throw something out there? I'm gonna say it's kind of smart to pick. A age where you're going to retire. Darian Drozdov didn't have that opportunity. Very true. Very true. And and what about this too? Think about this. You know, Mike had mentioned injuries and whatnot. Uh, Tope Suicidas. Okay, who was it? Who can jump in here and tell me someone's got their feet caught, their toes caught, and uh, they ended up hurting their neck or breaking their neck or something happened? That move itself is very dangerous. Didn't L.A. Park pa- or L.A. Parka passed away from doing that move at a ROH event? I think I think somebody no. did. Somebody somebody did die. I want to say it was in CML. I don't know if it was L.A. L.A. Park because um, La Parka and L.A. Park are two different. Yeah. So the original I, La Parka from AAA. Right. I'm not so sure the, 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 the circumstances. The original one, that's L.A. Park, but mm-hmm. AAA got the rights to the La Parca name. That's why it had to be called L.A. Park. But technically, the one that was La Parca and AAA was called La Parca Jr. So, yeah, it was pretty much from a simple move, you know, passed away. Things can be taken away from you very quickly in wrestling, very, very quickly. Yeah. Uh, let's go on to our next topic here. Best wrestling belt design ever. Now, I only own one belt. However, uh, I am looking to go get myself a second belt. I know I'm a big fan of the original IWGP uh, championship belt. I love that belt. I covet that one um, so much it's not even funny. Um, 
I want to go around the horn here and get you guys to say, A, what is the your favorite belt design of all time? And if you don't have one, maybe you can give me a couple. We'll start out with Logan. Um, some of the belts recently, Mike uh, Cook and I were talking about, was it the new belt in Japan that looks like the old Divas title with the butterfly wings and all that? It looks like it came the off of Optimus Prime. GP heavyweight, world heavyweight title. Yeah, it, it, it does, doesn't it, Logan? It looks like it came off It looks off like of a Megazord. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking that too. But it also looked like the Green Rangers logo from the sides where you just want to grab the belt and go, it's morphin' time. So what what would you say, Logan, when you look at all the different belts over the years, is there any one that really stands out to you that you say, you know what, if the money was right, I would love to go ahead and own that? And he just disappeared. The, uh, Bye, Mike. The NXT United Kingdom Championship. Okay. Oh. It is beautiful. It has to be the best-looking belt in the WWE. Okay. And if I was to go for a second, it would be the AEW title. Nice. Yeah. Both of them, both of them scream by me. Both of them scream wear me. Do you do? You, are you a belt owner yourself, or are you a belt collector? I would like to collect a couple of those belts. One of them being the IWGP United States as well. That's a good belt as well. And not a lot of people have held it. No, very true. Um, I'm actually pulling up. Did you say the uh, the NXT? United Kingdom title. United Kingdom title. I'm pulling that up right now. I'm, hopefully I can share that on my screen. Um, very. It is. It is very, very nice. Very, very nice. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why Walmart says they sell this. I guess. Rit, were you telling me that like Walmart sells stuff from like third party sites as well? Yes. Okay. I see. I did not know yeah. that. I, I was not. I was not aware of that. This is legit. This is sharp looking. Yeah. Um. So you're saying that would be the belt for you? You said that's the most uh, attractive one for you right now, right, Logan? That and the AEW title, yes. And the AEW title, which they're now calling, I think it's called Big Platinum. So I did not realize it originally had a name. So the WCW uh, International World Championship, which was the big gold, um, because there was a WCW championship as well. That one is big gold. So this one, they're calling it Big Platinum. Uh, Boog, let me ask you this. We just got a really good recommendation on belts. First of all, are you a belt collector? Do you own any belts? No. No? Are you? Would you be interested if somebody uh, said, hey, hey, let's go on out. We're going to buy some belts. And what would you say? Man, let's go buy some belts. <laughs> you know, I, I got I got two that I really liked growing up. Yes, the WCW Heavyweight Championship, the one that got carried over into the invasion. Yes, I love that belt. Looked good on anyone. Didn't matter who wore it. It was just a good-looking belt. Nice. And I loved. And I love it. I sincerely mean this. The WWF Hardcore Championship belt. Shut that your belt, mouth. Wow. Looked like a piece of shit. <laughs> but I love it. with the license plate? 
Yes, I, I loved it. Oh, it, was, it looked it looked like your guys' children just put it together one night, and Oof. that's what they gave it. It looked that's like an problem. art project. It, but but it was it was the hardcore title, and what was it back then? You had to defend it whenever and wherever. So the it always changed hands, and I don't know. I just loved how crappy it looked. It looked good on my wall. I w- I've never heard somebody say that's a beautiful belt because as crappy as it looks. I mean, that's that's a mind fuck right there. I, I love it. It's total crap. It is wow. Crap. Um, let's go to Rit here, and I actually am going to pop out here for a hot second. Rit, take over here, but first tell people, what is your favorite belt? What belt do you covet, and um, why is it the most beautiful? I actually have uh, three. My two honorable mentions are the original TNA X Division title. Uh, I just love it because, it because it was different, and... I don't know. Something about, about the title just just drew my attention. My other one is the MLW World Title. That's a nice. I title. love. I Fair love that title. Yeah. I love yep. that title. Yep. Uh, Which version? The 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 newest one. Oh, the all gold. Yeah, yeah. With the giant L in red. Mm-hmm. And then my favorite one of all time. It's got to be the million dollar title. The Whoa. Whole, the whole design concept, and it, it was just amazing. And I love how I was, I was reading or I was listening to a podcast or something, and DiBiase, they asked them, were those real diamonds on the, on the title? And <laughs> he said that when they made it, he flipped it over and put one diamond, real diamond, on the back. So when they asked, hey, does that have diamonds on it? You know, real diamonds. He could say, yeah, because there's one real diamond on the back and all the rest aren't. But uh, I, I I actually collected titles there for a little bit and then I sold them all. <coughs> Kids do that to you. Yeah. So, so getting getting back to the belt that uh, looked good <laughs> on everybody. Oh God! I'm gonna share this with you. This is the WCW big gold, and this isn't the shitty kind. This is brought to you by Fandu, and I'm not sure if anybody's seen the Fandu version. It is legit. It is heavy. This is eight millimeter plates. It looks really good. I'm not sure if you guys are getting a good image of this on the screen here, but it is I can't really see it. no, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Freeland. Well, where's your nameplate at? I don't yeah. have the name I don't have the nameplate on it yet, but I will show you this. Let me show you. I spent some time and I got this guy. Oh god. See? Sting. Sting. I Best spent some note. time with the Stinger. And I also spent some time and I got my buddy over here. I can't, can't see, see it. Yet. Ricky uh, the Ricky Dragon Steamboat. Steamboat. Ricky's yeah, Steamboat. Oh, Ricky. So I got Ricky oh, Steamboat. I thought it was Pistol Pez Watley. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost. But this is okay. uh, this is legit. This is probably my my pride and joy when it comes to 
wrestling belt. So I will plug Fandu. Fandu is awesome. Um, there's also another belt company that I have been in contact with. They're called MCO Belts, and they hap- happen to have some of those gorgeous belts. I'm going to go ahead and throw my uh, my support for them onto social media as well. I may have to find a way to bring up some of these pictures of myself with uh, with some of the different uh, wrestling stars um, who I've gotten a chance to meet, and especially with Sting uh, and Ricky Steamboat. But that's my belt. Um, my other belt is, is anybody a big fan of the the uh, the Winged Eagle, the original Winged yeah, Eagle? It's good. good. Okay, so Logan says okay. Uh, you're 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 just not feeling it, Liam. It's it's just okay. No, I said it's good. Yeah. Is it in your top five? Um, in the the Winged Eagle or the Big Eagle? No, not that big hubcap looking bastard. Okay. I'm talking the Winged, winged Eagle, Eagle. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I grew up on that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Is Boogie um, even old enough to know what it looked like? Wow. I don't even know. First of all, I saw an empty glass of chalky milk, and uh, I'm wondering, <laughs> do you need a refill? Do you need a refill? Yeah, Gosh. I do. Yeah, I do, Freeland. He's so adorable. Look at that You guy. know what? I got to give some love to Mikey Starks. The new design of the TNT title makes it pop. Yes. I like that one. I agree with Mikey Starks as well. Uh, Travis Boham writes in, love the wing eagle. I actually like the big eagle too. Okay, I respect that. I respect it. You like the hubcap version. That's cool. Um, That's all I think of when I see the big eagle is the hubcap. And it had that blue strap, remember, after uh, it was given to Austin after WrestleMania. I just wish they would would not have retired the uh, the winged eagle. In my opinion, that was just too cool. ECW fan says, I like the first version of the WWE ECW title. Was that the was that the one that was like really like big and it was like silver and black? Oh, it's the ugly Christian The one Christian had. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, the first ugly. version was the yeah. one where it has more of a black tip background on the main plate. I just don't know. Black and ECW silver. version was all gold. Yeah. I don't I don't get that at all. Um, I don't, I don't get that one. Tommy dreamer. That was the one he finally held when he became an ECW champion. Yeah. Uh, okay. poor Tommy, poor Tommy. He should have had the one the big show had anyway. Uh, Mike, Mike unit. Let me ask okay. you this favorite belt okay. design. And, um, I have a feeling it's going to be coming from across the pond. Am I right? So growing up as a kid, my favorite belt was actually the Reggie Parks made WWF Intercontinental Championship from uh, 87 all the way to 98. That was actually my personal favorite growing up. But if I would have had to say of all time, I'd have to go with pretty much the first generation, the second generation, and the fourth generation IWGP Heavyweight Championships. But... Since Mr. Freeland wanted to show out, my baby is my IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Ooh, that's nice. I miss that belt. And ever since, and ever since the belt got retired, people have been in my DMs wanting it, not selling it. <laughs> um, my belt maker, Mr. Ibrahim uh, Butt, that's literally his name. Um, 
Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold Any on. Relation? <laughs> wait. Wait a minute. You're trying to tell me is it's not really Christopher? Some some bitch is called Ibrahim. What? <laughs> That's his name. He's a Middle Eastern guy, but he's very good. He's actually one of the the guys who started belt making in you know the Middle Eastern. But um, for those who's interested in buying a belt from him, mention me and you get forty dollars off regular belts. And two hundred dollars off of the 3D made big gold, which makes it look thicker than the full new that Freeman has, and bigger. Because well, a lot of people say as great as the detail of the Fandu is, the Fandu front frame is a bit smaller. It is. It is. Yes, technically, it is not as um, historically accurate. But um, you said you said that it, it makes it bigger and thicker, right, Mike? Bulbous. In terms of the etch, in terms of the etching <laughs> and the detail. Nice. And who doesn't like something that's bigger and thicker? You know, let's be real with ourselves here, guys. If you would have saw, I'm gonna make the joke. If you would have saw my parents, you would have said, "Boy, that guy got the short end of the stick when it came to the genetics." And I did. And I also Emphasis have the short end short. of the stick. Yes, exactly. Yep. Yes, might yep. even go as far as saying. Knob like, but you know what? We'll leave it at that. You're going smaller. You know what? And on and on that note, IWGP can also mean I want to get podcasted. I want to get podcasted. IWGP. I love it. That is so cool. And remember, um, do me a big favor and let me know, and I'll plug them. So if they give Mike World Order, uh, um reference they get a discount on their belt you can't beat that that's amazing so if you want to get a belt um we'll give you all the details and we'll let you know who you need to contact and let them know mike world order sent you is that correct yeah and uh i bought my intercontinental belt from them i bought my wcw world title the 92 to 91 91 to 94 version i got a custom made Impact World Heavyweight title that has my name played at the bottom. Has your Ooh. name on it. Whoa. Very cool. Very he cool. Does, so he does he does customs. So just to recap here, Boog's going with the biggest piece of shit we've ever seen because uh he liked crap. That's cool. Uh he likes one that looks like it's been thrown on the freeway, which interestingly enough leads us into our next person who lives next to a freeway. Uh, that's going to be, that's going <laughs> to, that's going to be Liam Savage. Uh, and Liam, you said your favorite is the what now? I, the big, I didn't say. The, you so. didn't say, damn it. Give me your, give, give me yours. What is Ooh. it? Is it the big Eagle? No, no. Um, I'm going to go kind of off the beaten path. Um, I might go for the, I'd say the best looking current belt is the current I uh was it All Japan Triple Crown. Ooh. And none of you will know except for Mike. Um it's a beautiful title. The All Japan Triple Crown used to be three defunct titles. Um originally and they would carry around all three titles. However, recently they made it one big title, but it's it's beautiful. Uh Freeland, if you look it up, you would think it's excellent. I guarantee it. Um, as far as older titles, though, um, I'm going to go with, and you know, newer titles. They don't seem to do a lot for me, except for Logan saying the NXT UK. I didn't even think of that, and that's a beautiful title. It's gorgeous. 
Um, as far as old school titles, though, um, the original ECW uh, world title, um, which was the original uh, Tri-State Wrestling Alliance uh, world title. Um, that's a beautiful belt. Um, they seem to have the uh, you know the the Pennsylvania logo in the top, which was kind of cool. But then it had a morphing later on, so I can understand why they updated the title. But um, you know, and then if I'm going to go for a wild card, it would be the uh, WWF Intercontinental Title, circa '85 to I guess '98. Yeah, that's my uh, favorite. Has anybody heard of when they would call it the um, the Brasso version of the WWE Intercontinental Championship? Has anybody no. ever heard the story behind that? No. So I I I hope hopefully I'm getting the story right, but evidently what had happened was Macho Man Randy Savage was uh, trying to clean the belt and he used Brasso, which is a uh, like a polisher, <laughs> and it really wore a lot of the chrome and all that off of the belt itself. And uh, now that's how it got the, uh, the moniker of the Brasso Intercontinental Championship. So if any of you guys are wondering, hmm, what do they mean when they say the Brasso? You can definitely go ahead and, uh, and see that. Um, I'm going to show you guys some pictures here that I think is pretty cool. So hold your thoughts here. Cause I want to share some of these. Cause I, I've never really shown these to a lot of people and, by the way, I guess is that your hold that up to the camera, Mike. Let your your uh, your championship here. Impact World oh. World Title. Impact right there. World Championship. Ooh, that's nice. Now is that layered, my friend? Oh yeah. Nice. That's the same design that Sammy Callahan held. Yep. I By prefer the way, this one more than the other one. I'm trying to get Sammy. I just to, asked him. Uh, come on the show why in goodness's name can i not pull these up what is going on here um well we may not be able to look at these because my computer's acting a little little goofy at the moment anyway user error yeah probably yeah probably playing playing with my pole under the table um what the fuck hey (laughs) Let's. Uh, by the way, hold it. By the way, I just want to let you know. Up for that. No, not quite yet. Hey, who, who, who is enjoying an adult beverage tonight? Evan and Coke. Ooh, what? What is it? It's what and Coke. Evan Williams and Coke. Oh, Evan Williams and Coke. Very nice. Uh, what do we got here, Canada? What do we got? It's a Fuller's ESB. It's a, a British beer. Oh, it's a British beer. Look at you, very cultured. I like very that. Nice. Well, we got the Commonwealth here, right? So whatever, right? This is true. You got to rep. Yep. You got to rep. Well, too. We... <laughs> uh, British what, beer, too, buddy. What What are you What are you drinking tonight, there, uh, Boogster? Club soda. Club soda. Oh, oh, boo. boo! That's no fun. You I'm suck. Club soda. Uh, you know what? He, I bet he's got oh, a. I bet fuck. he's got a juice box over oh. there too. Oh, I heard what you <laughs> The guy was born like 45 minutes ago. Let's be honest. Yeah, it came from your fridge, Freeland. Oh! oh. 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 <laughs> wow. Wow. It's got a nipple on it for sure. And pop goes the weasel. Yeah. Oh. He's the first one oh, to get bummed. 
He got Fuck, a it wasn't me at least. Oh, you got you got the first bump of the night. It wasn't even it wasn't even uh Hi, welcome back. It wasn't even Judas over here. Um, Not yet. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> yep. Bye. Yeah, exactly. I'm a come, I'm a coming. Judas in my mind. Yeah, right, whatever. Go go play in your Home Depot shed. Tool bag. All right, here we go. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bring him back because we, we have to have him back. All right. Uh, what about you, Rit? What are you drinking over there? Little, um, little sugar-free, zero sugar, Monster Energy drink. Monster Energy. Let's talk about Monster Energy for a hot second. People keep telling me that if I drink those, my heart's going to explode. Is that BS? Or is there something to be said for overconsumption of Monster Energy? Oh, well, I haven't had one yet, and I drink two a day. But yeah, I but drink the, try the zero sugar. Used to work with a woman that would drink five a day, and she turned into a complete bitch when she didn't drink any. <laughs> that is the highlight of the show because it's you true. sold that. You sold that so well. She, she was a complete. Stop talking bitch. about your babysitter like that, Boog. Oh, uh, five, five of those things. Five yeah. monsters. Five. Holy cow. Now, raise your hand if you're a Monster Energy drinker. I am. I definitely drink Monster. Yes. Which which flavor? I'm I'm only the tangerine, the black and the green one. I do not try any other flavors. The rehab with lemon and iced tea is my my favorite. The the rehab? Yeah, the Monster Rehab. You never had one of those? No. They're not bad. I'm going to have to try that. Evidently, my father-in-law, who's cool as hell, I love this guy. Um, even if I wasn't married to his daughter, I would hang out with this guy because he's just that cool. But what do you hang out with you? <laughs> oh, someone's getting booted. Oh, oh wow. wow. Too bad. Oh, so no. far, the two people oh. in the lead tonight are going to be Mike Unit and Logan because everyone else is being a huge cockface. That's cool. That's know. fine. How yeah. are you and Rit being cockfaces? I don't get it. No, I hey hey. I said, <laughs> shut up. So here it's it's the coffee version. Has anybody ever had the coffee version? Those are my yes. favorite. I had by accident once. Okay, so Logan, you're the coffee. The co- is it good? Uh my favorite would have to be the 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 what is it called? It's the black can. It looks like it came from the Isle of Samoa. Um, wait a minute. How does it, wait? Wait. <laughs> How the does writing, it, the writing on it? All oh, the writing yeah, on yeah. it. Uh, and the color the of the can. Okay. Wow. It's really it, that. It's just something about the flavor, and I can't find it anywhere where I live. Yeah, it's like me and AEW action figures can't find that shit anywhere. Whoa, 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 whoa! You have some now. It's I, the it, it's the Kona blend. That's what it is. Oh. Oh, if we're going to show Oh, here he goes. Here he goes. Here he goes. Oh, Hey, Freeland, guess what? I don't get any of them here. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, because you live in the the land of no land. What is that? Is that, oh, why do you got to do that? I invite you on the show. You're showing me a Kenny Omega figure? It's because I love you, Freeland. You know what? You know what? I got all of y'all beat. I got the best action figure in the room. Is it an MWO one? 
What is it? What kind of now, what kind of dirty adult toy does he get to bring oh, over fuck. here with it? Mike Yoon is no. getting a doll, I guess. I can't even hang up on it. Do you know you can actually buy uh, simulated human uh, fun dolls? Is what I will call them. Oh, oh he's got the, he's got Ritz got the the legit legends. Jerry Lynn is that autographed as well? That's autographed, my friend. That right there, that right there, retail value is at least three ninety nine, uh, and and I mean three dollars and ninety nine cents. No, nice. I'm kidding. Wow. That's a, that's a that's a nice one. Uh, it's worth nothing now because he just knocked it off the shelf. No, no, that was my uh, coaster. Oh, that was your. Co- oh, speaking of coasters, let's let's get these in here. I don't even know if if uh, if uh, Christopher Assman is watching, but if Stop. you guys if you guys are interested, he's got Cult of Beardo. Um, I got the original FRM right here coaster as well. Uh, a lot of people don't have this one, and a lot of people who aren't hardcore listeners of the show don't remember what uh, Extra Crispy Wings is. If you are a hardcore fan of the show, you definitely remember <laughs> that story. And yep. then you will be humbled. Bend you over. Fuck you in the ass. And make you humble. Make you humble. Make you humble. Hogan. And, and Freeland, uh, I got the limited edition overbooked. Why do you got to throw this shit in my face? You, this Rit does this every single what week. Like, that? Bring back overbooked. Bring it back. Yeah, what Let's happened go. to that? Thank Over. you, Let's Freeland. Go. Thank you, Thank Freeland. You, Freeland. Hold on a second. Overbooked. We're we're gonna get to that, Mike. That's that's sweet looking. That is very sweet looking. Overbooked. <laughs> Overbooked was the uh, was the show which basically I didn't notice any other wrestling podcast chronicled a book, and I would go chapter by chapter, and I would you know read some excerpts and talk about it and whatnot. Um, however, there was some weird issues with iTunes. Because I would put little teasers and little plugs out for the next episode. Well, evidently, if it's shorter than a certain amount of time, it gets flagged <laughs> by Apple as spam. So all my teasers, like, coming up this week on Overbooked, and I would have a little teaser to it. So at that point in time, I got so annoyed by Apple iTunes that I just stopped. I was like, you know what? F this. Well, and I, I only got through part of the book. Oh. Damn it. I know. So I, I got to go back to the Twitch. book. I should. I should absolutely do that. So maybe I'll, I'll bring it back. Freeland, I w- we're going, we're going to. I would love that. Repeat that again, Logan. I would personally love that. I will bring uh, – you know what? Here's what we'll do. Do, I, do you want me to finish the dub book before I move on to another one? Sabu. Yes. Start over. Sabu. Start over. Holy crap. No, I'm already no, no. 18 chapters into it. No, you got to finish it. You got to finish I'm it. A- Hey, Boog, I'm on an IEP. I, I mean, holy crap, you know how hard that is to get through that? Um, so I will definitely consider that. There's some other ideas and things that are in the pipeline for the FRM brand um, that I, I cannot say at the present moment, but uh, sir, there's some other things that are that are going to be happening. So very excited about that. Some Also some guests that are going to be coming on that I'm very excited about as well. Um, yes. I want to play something really quick here, and I want to play this because everybody has kind of their own gimmick. You know what I mean? So you have, you have, uh, you have, I don't know, Dollar General version of Y two J right there in Canada hanging out in the oh, garage. Fuck off! You got you got Kevin McAllister who's too young to stay home by himself. You got Braun, <laughs> you got Braun Strowman Jr. I haven't come up with anything for Mike Unit yet. And I'm wanting to come up with something for Logan, but I tell you what, Logan, I've got something. 
Hold on one oh, second. No. A lot of people have called me this, and I'm going to do it now. I have purple hair. Seamus. And no, yeah. actually, a lot of people have called me the dollar store Ace Austin. Oh, wow. The dollar store Ace Austin. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I, I mean, my Scottish oh, friend, uh, the a- uh, gas station Kevin Owens. Wow. <laughs> wow. Here. I, I, okay. You guys may or may not agree with me on this one, but when Logan comes on, and please don't hate me for this. Please don't. But this this is going to be your, your new gimmick. You ready? Oh. oh, my God. You're soft, you're sloppy. They call him Poppy. Rule it in peace, riding around in the of July. Hey. I am proud to be the realest guy in the room. How you doing? Oh, I love it. I love it. This is – I'm just telling you right now. You're the heartbreaker. You're the hit maker, man. It's, it seems like we got a couple of haters in here. Who we got here? We got some haters? Oh, no. Let's, let's see the chat. Let's see how many haters we got in here. How many people agree with this? How many people think Enzo Amore right here? A bada boom. Oh, well, this big cast. Who is Big Cat? We don't have a Big Cass. We'll figure I it out, man. I know a Mick Foley. You do know a Mick Foley. Who would be Mick Foley? Yes, it's my Me. buddy Zeus. Your buddy oh. Zeus? Did, did uh, yes, he looks like a mixture of Raven and Mick Foley. Oh, wow. My 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 condolences to his parents. Um, <laughs> holy cow! So, is there yeah, any chance yeah. we could br- is there any chance we could bring him on? I could talk to him. Okay. I mean, I talk to him every day. I'm pretty sure he'll come on. He loves the spotlight. So is Freeland. I, no, I don't. I don't like the spotlight. Get out of here. I'm Whatever. here. To put- I am here to put other people over. Would you think I'm some kind of glory hound? Is that what you think well, I like, am? You're trying to put all over the dollar store of Y2J? Is that what you're doing, trying to do? All I'm saying is I call him as I see him. Okay. And and first of all, let's get something else cleared up here. Uh, Enzo okay. also said that he calls himself the uh, what do you, what do you what do you call yourself? You, what do you, mean? you just said you call the yourself the guy in the room. The, no, the Dollar General version of uh, Ace, Austin. Ace Austin. Of Ace Austin. Okay. See, everybody's got. I would a like to see him up here one day. An interview with Ace Austin. From what I heard, he's very relaxed. He's very chill. Might have to. Might have to make that in the works here. Might have to make that in the works here. Uh, so, gosh, we got so off topic here for best belt design, but yep. uh, so let, let's get back here. So, Boog likes a, a, a sack of crap. Uh, he likes the the, the, <laughs> the junkiest piece of shit we've ever seen, and that's what a the rib. Fuck, Boog. That's a rib. There's no way you honestly can tell me. I gave two, sh- and that's the one that you chose. Uh, what's the other one again? Tell me, Freeland. You went to your room to get the belt that I. The one that looks good on everybody. Did you? But you yes. did not even tell me. You did not even tell me it looks good on me. So I want you to say it right now. 
Prison, Uh-oh. you've never had it around your weight. Boom! Guess who oh, this guy is? Wow! <laughs> Man, I tell you what, you got to answer the question right on this show, or you're gone. So he's got—he's already got two bumped. Um, I've only got one. I've only got one. You got one bump. Uh, yep. Braun Strowman Jr. has one bump. The two guys in the lead right now are Mike Cook and uh, Enzo. But let's guys let's say something Boog- really <laughs> offensive. Let's go. Come on. Let Let's bring Boog back in here. Uh, hold on, Mike Unit. You've got. This is incredible. I don't know if you know this, Logan, but Mike Unit has his own uh, plush, um, you know, the wrestling buddies. He has his own wrestling buddy, and now he has his own LJN, it looks like. So let's let's get that on the screen yep. here. That is amazing. That looks like... CeeLo Green. It, it looks like <laughs> Rick Ross. It's got a little PN hey, News going hey, here. Fuck you, boy, it was I mean, you think he's crazy? You think he's crazy? You think he's crazy? You said CeeLo Green. I said Rick Ross. Okay. Rick Ross. Let me tell you something. something. Look, y'all can call it whatever. Give it to him, Mike. If I don't have the money that back it up, because I'm going to tell you now, if I ever hit the lottery, yes, first <laughs> thing I'm going to do, I'm going to tell you the first thing I'm going to do, right? Tell me. Tell me right now. Preach on, my friend. Yeah, day with Francine. Day with Francine. No. I'm going to get that same, I'm going to get that same Mastodon helmet that Big Van Vader had. Oh! And I'm going to have Oh, wow. Flat. That's actually... That's actually a really Fuck, good. Yeah. That's a really good purchase. I would bling it out though. You gonna get the steam in there too? Yeah, and then I'm gonna get the white coat too that he wore in the white. Oh, oh that. my god! You know, You're talking, you know. Look, and I would wear it in public. I would go wow. to the grocery store. Someone get in the way, had the steam blow out. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Hold on, I think there needs to be a voice of reason here at some point. You're trying to tell me you're gonna you're gonna go and, and get like I don't know bacon and eggs at your local Kroger, and you're gonna dress with the mastodon helmet and the big fur yes. thing. Yes, that's what right. I just they call me Big Mike Vader. Oh Mike, yeah, Mike, Mike, that's hold amazing. Up, Mike, hold up the uh, the action figure so we can get a better look at that right here. Hold that up here. So. A friend of mine in uh, Manassas, Virginia, Iron Mike Bryce, he makes, he did it as a hobby. He make custom people out of LJNs. He's done Apollo Creed. He did like a custom uh, Hollywood Hogan. So looking at obviously the body stature and the fact because he's bald, they use King Kong Bundy. He pretty much did the facial hair because at the time I had a beard. Never wore shades. He did a gold chain because I wear a gold chain. And then, obviously, I you know, the belt, he added that on. What are we talking? What are we talking here if somebody wants to get their own custom-made uh, action figure? If you feel comfortable saying it on the air. I mean, I can or reach out to him. You, can, you know, like I said, he's on Facebook, Mike okay. Bryce. Mike he's Bryce. pretty much white dude with a buzz cut. And uh, I don't know if he still still does the hobby, but this is actually um, this was made about close to two years ago. This is actually the second one. There was a first one that was made, and it was a more brighter blue. And 
a lot of people kept wanting, kept asking what happened to it because there's you know it was posted all over Facebook. Um, right now, the Mike World Order action figure, the first one, is sitting in my mom's bedroom at her at the home in South Carolina. Because I remember as a kid, I told my mom I wanted my own logo, I wanted my own action figure, and I wanted my own T-shirt. And while everyone wow. said that that was a crazy idea, mom was like, well, if that's what you want to do, go for it. I love and it. I, did I love it. it. So she actually has the original first version of my own custom action figure. Nice. Love it, love it, love it. Um, yay. F- <laughs> this may have to become a thing at some point. FRM After Dark. Very no, cool. no. Freeland, FRM After Dark is you and me after the show and everybody leaves. What the? Oh, that is, the oh, that's, that is hilarity right there. That right there is the un... Fuck? It's Cheater. just funny. So, hey, listen, you know what? You know what? If I were to make a, an action right. figure of, of, of uh, Liam, it would be... Oh, uh, fuck. It'd be a 60-year-old Here we go. Steve Carino, YQJ. Six, six, uh, it would be a 60-year-old version of Terror Rising. Oh, my God. Oh, so someone that gets to sleep with Stephanie right, McMahon? Oh, that's terrible. Fuck, what do I do? <laughs> hey, we haven't terrible. got to that segment yet. We haven't even got. Well, we get there. Don't worry. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Yeah. Oh, trust Continue. We're gonna. Get, we're gonna get there. God damn it! <laughs> well, because I had to throw something out there that was that was for um, my friend who likes likes the ladies as thick as pancake. What is it? Th- pancake batter. Batter. Mike, Mike, go yeah, through the whole thing because Enzo batter. has not heard all of this. So, so. Tell them how you like ladies. That you like them thick, like I don't know. Oh God! Oh God! Oh, Sidewalk chalk. Like, What's the deal? I like my ladies. I like me a woman thick like pancake batter. I want her caked <laughs> out and caked up and know that she's a grown woman. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. Oh, like, hey! Like prime <laughs> example, Frank Thing. I even tagged her on it. She thinks oh, like yeah. pancake batter. You know what I'm saying? Like, tell me about Francine. Out, tell me about her. Tell me about her. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to hear. Man, tell she think like, yo, she think like London Fog, yo. Um, <laughs> she think like London Fog. Wow. I'm telling you. Oh. I'm telling you. And she still look beautiful. Like, no lie. Francine looking thick like cold maple syrup. Cold <laughs> maple syrup. Wow. <laughs> Baby, you are hotter than Bisquick. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Call wow. This is Brotherworth. So Mike is wow. a big fan. Needless to say, Mike is a big fan of Francine. He's had a crush on her for uh, decades mm-hmm. now. Um, so, I, I, gosh, I guess, uh, well, we're not going to go into the top. next topic. We're going to get into the next topic. We're not going to go to that one just quite yet. So, so hold on to yourself, Mike. Um, I, I mean that figuratively, but if physically, it physically needs to occur. <laughs> feel, feel free. Uh, Here we go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is a. Uh, this is. <laughs> this is an absolute. Oh Lord, have mercy. Uh, where's my um. Where, where is where's my damn topics? Okay, here we go. Do I need um, to send them? Here we go. Next, next. 
<laughs> Figure it out, Freela. Let's go. Come on. Next topic. If you, you, you can do be, it. If you could be trained by one person, once again, just one person, mm. who would you choose to be trained by and why? We're first going to start out um, with the man who probably is in footy pajamas and he's ready for <laughs> nighty night time. We're going to start out with the Boogster. Boog, you're going to trained by one person. Who would you want to get trained by if you think, yes, this person is going to prepare me 100% for my wrestling career, who you picking? Couldn't be one person. I'll tell you what I would want to do, though. I would want to go through the ECW House of Hardcore. Ooh. With Tommy I, Dreamer? Or are no, you talking Taz, about like, like Taz? The Taz School. Satter, yes. Oh. I would like to go through that. You know, um, watching the guys that came out of it, they always, they always look prepared, you know. Um, I would just love to see what they went through because I couldn't couldn't even imagine the training they went through to take some of the blows that they did on a nightly basis. Fair enough. That's actually a really good. It's uh, a really good answer. It's a well thought out answer. Yep. Very good. So you named a wrestling school. So maybe we should change up the question: a wrestling school, or if you do choose to pick one person. So Liam. Wrestling school or one person that you would say, yes, I am going to train with this person because I think they are what would be best for my career. Who are you picking? Uh, I could say as far as a school, um, I'm not too far from where uh, Edge, Christian, and Trish Stratus were trained. So that would have been a given if I – I was actually going to train to be a wrestler in like 99 I just gave it up because I lost interest. God. So. Hold Could on. Could you imagine Richard. him on the cross? No, hold on. Hold on. Rit, what, what? what's your deal? What? Damn it. Damn it. Rit's going what? to take a drink. <laughs> drink, Rit. Drink. Let's go. Come on, man. You were hold on, hold on. Let let's let's get to let's get to let's get to the bottom of this. So what? I, I, hold on. I want, I want to restate this. So you were you were going to train in '99. Yep. Yep. So and you were going to go to the school <laughs> that Trish Stratus. <laughs> I can't. I can't go. On. I can't go. On. Continue. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I can't do it. I can't. What? So you were gonna go to the school? You were going to... <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I can't. Okay, you were gonna go to the school. No, we're not laughing. <laughs> when Rit lost his shit, I think it was contagious. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> Freeland, all I pictured when he said about being trained in 99 was a, make, it, make it good, make it good was, was a dark match and his entrance music is I'm a savage Lame Okay. Okay. We're back. We are not. We are not. We are not making. Okay. Now they're all done pissing yourselves. What? What? So, okay. So you were. I thought you were just. I thought you were ribbing. I didn't really. You're no. Serious. You're serious. Back no. in '99, you were. You were going. You were going to. Go to the, you were back. You were, back in '99, you were going to go to wrestling school. 
Thank you. Learn how to wrestle. Thank you. Thank you, Luke. Then Chris Jericho uh, debuted, and his gimmick went down the the tubes, and he had to start all over. So what was the name of the school? What was the name of the school? Ron Hutchinson uh, School in uh, Toronto. He's the one that trained. Nice. He's the one that trained Trish Stratus and Edge and Christian. Yes. I was going to go there. I decided I don't want to after a while because I thought the industry turned to shit. Okay. okay. No, that's, that's you got your jollies out of the way. Have you laughed enough? I'm well, sorry. You, you could have changed the industry. <laughs> yeah, you, you fucking think so? Ritz, stop it. Holy fuck. You wait till I see all of you in person. That's it. Oh, shit. We're all gonna get fucking smacked. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, hey, let me buy you a beer. Come on. Yeah, come buy on me food. five for the pain I've been through. Yeah, I'm like, look, look, I got you. Like Hold on. Do you know what's great about this whole thing? Is the whole thing what? is he's just stone cold looking at the camera the whole time and none of us can breathe. He's just pissed. Oh. You're probably okay. hoping you pass out, huh? Oh, God. You know what? Hey, listen. Hey, we love hey. you. We do. Oh, do you really? <laughs> We're laughing I'm, with you. We are. We are. You? No, no. Yes. We are. You. You are loved. Let, let's go to. Let's go to Enzo. Uh, what? What's your? What's your school? What's your school? <laughs> Who's your person? <laughs> Why is the perfect year? Holy fuck. <laughs> So see, I wanted to train in '99. <coughs> yeah, like me. Yeah. <laughs> Great. No. Great. Um, my Let me drink my beer and just sit back. Yeah. I'll join you. <laughs> my, I'm gonna start with my person first. Uh, no, the Mikey Whipwreck. Good call. Good call. And as for the school, Monster Academy. The Monster Academy? Now, where is where is the Monster Academy? Monster Factory? Yeah, that's it. Sorry. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's where Damian Priest was trained up. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, Monster. Nice. The Monster Factory. Very nice. The Monster Factory. It's that very- one doesn't get the last for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> because these guys are a bunch of... Fucking weirdos! It did. It didn't open. It didn't open in '99. The fucking school didn't open in '99. God damn it! I was going in '99, motherfucker. Oh god! Continue. Holy fuck! Oh, I can't. I'm the fucking comic relief. I get it. I get it. I can't. Here's the deal. You can. Here's the deal. You can redeem yourself, and here's how you redeem yourself. All you have to do is you can walk away from the camera. Go ahead, put on your I FRM. I on it. Yes. Go put ahead. On your F, put on your FRM shirt and your hat oh, and come fuck out. That's <laughs> you, fuck off. That's, that's all you have to do. That's all I have to do. Yeah. That's dance, monkey, dance. Dance, uh, monkey. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So who, oh who, we go- who are we going to now? Who are we going to now? Uh, let's, let's go to Mike, Mike Cook. Mike, who are you going to be trained All by? Right. What is the name of the school if it is a school? Don't say so, Monster Factory. 
Don't say the one in 99 either. (laughs) 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 Motherfuckers. If if I wanted to, uh, I want to be trained by a person. I probably had to go with Ultimo Dragon. Nice. Damn. Nice. And I would, I would, I would go to his Toriumon school in either Mexico or Japan. I mean, think about it. Ultimo Dragon did produce the at one point the biggest heavyweight in the last decade, the most highest paid heavyweight in the last decade in Japan. Remember that? Absolutely. I know. I am remembering that. Ultimo Dragon. Ultimo took a teenager Okada, and you see what happened ten years later. Hmm. No, can't. I cannot argue with that. I can't argue with that. Um. So we need pe- we need depends apparently. We need what? We do need depends. I swear. Depends. Yeah, I, I didn't even get to say where I wanted to actually get trained by though. <laughs> I thought you could. No, 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 ECW fan, ECW fan brought it up. I wanted to get trained by Tommy Dreamer, but I didn't get to that point because you all started laughing about something else. No, I only laughed because Freeland laughed. Oh, I see. No, I laughed because I literally thought that Rick was either going into convulsions or having a medical emergency. You know what? You took a drink of your beverage. You and know what? I was all of you, all of you, are you getting a talk? I couldn't even hear. <laughs> His dial-up must have got screwed up. Oh, I'm <laughs> not on dial-up, dipshit. <laughs> oh god, I can't take it. Oh, there it is. Talking to. We're gonna get scolded. So, so, so who? <laughs> so who has not given their answer yet? By the way, I thought you. I, who has given their Mike answer? Freeland. Me? Me. Who would I want to be trained by? Easy. It's one person. It would be Triple H. Um, I would want to be trained by him at the Performance Center, and um, that would be the person that I would want to base all of my uh, moves and work ethic and ring style and psychology in the you whole nine yards. Just up and date the boss's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Free, hold free it, merch. hold it, hold it, hold it. Time out. I couldn't even hear what he said. What? Repeat that again. You said two? I said you just want to get juiced up and get a six-pack and then marry the boss's daughter. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, I... Uh, I'm going to drink to that one. Yeah. Imagine how much free... Look, you, you can lie to me. Oh. You can't lie to him for you. Boogster. I would be... I'd ask him to pay me in that. Hey, Freeland, what's wrong with Steph? Nothing. I don't think anything's wrong with Steph. There you Steph, go. Steph is, is fine. She is, she's a beautiful one. She is. She's I heard she, one I, I heard she I heard she trained uh when she was deciding to get in the ring. Uh, you know, where Trish Stratus and the Hardy Boys went, right? In the in Bushwhacker. Yeah, in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, nineteen ninety nine. A year later she became women's champion. Wow, that's that's a <laughs> successful career. She she rose to the top fast. <laughs> I bet she did. Oh, hey now. Right um, to the fucking top. Yeah. Uh, let's go with... <laughs> all right, I think this is going to be a good one. Create your inner circle. You're able to pick five guys that are going to be part of your inner circle. So I would assume with the question, 
I guess it's you and four other people. So it'll be a, a five pack. So you're one of them, four more people. So we're first going to go with, uh, we're going to, what's, what, what's up with Grumpy Cat over here? Grumpy Cat, a.k.a. Uh, the Red. What's with the long face, buddy? Well, huh? huh? You look like you're, you're sad that Dat and Abby got canceled. Look. No, no, I'm fine. You, you and four other people, who you picking? See, see, I, I was a little thrown off in the conversation. Uh, I thought we were making our own uh, wrestling inner circle. We can sure. that, yeah, that's what we're we're gonna do. It's but, you but will, and four other wrestlers. I want to include myself. Okay, then, 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 fuck it. You don't have to be in. You can just wow. be, you, you can be Tully. Wow, I am Tully. <laughs> Shit got real, didn't it? Well, All damn. right, so <laughs> <laughs> what do we got? What do we got? And, and, and just to let you know, Mr. AEW, Tully's not in the inner circle. Yeah, I'm, he's I'm in the pinnacle, say, motherfucker. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that he was. I'm saying, would you be like the manager? <laughs> yeah. Eat shit, garage boy. Don't even jump in here, okay? Um, it's a lovely listen. garage. Uh -huh. Better L than listen. your uh, outlet you got going behind you there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Listen, huh? listen, listen, Rit. What? Do you, so, who you got? You are the manager, okay. or you're just—I don't know—the advisor. They would say, uh, "I got you, my my tag team, tag team, a la, you know, Daniels and Kazarian, Brian Daniels, no, Danielson, Christopher Daniels. Oh, Christopher D Daniels. Okay, and Kazarian, <laughs> and Kazarian. <laughs> Shut up! Uh, you're not even in the right country. All right, continue. <laughs> I, I'd Ryan. ship you back, you immigrant. Yeah. Bye, Buzzball. It has to be Brian Cage. Who? Okay, so Brian, Brian Cage is the enforcer. The enforcer is Brian Cage. You got Daniels and Kazarian. That's three. Okay, you need you need two more. My up and coming talent, future, all ego, Ethan Page. Oh, all ego, Ethan Page. That's a really good. So let me ask you this really quick question: What is it about Brian Cage that you like a lot? Is it just the fact that he has an intimidating presence, or the fact that you think, for a big man, he's extremely agile and he's definitely a hybrid of many different styles? It's the fact that he's going to be the 2021 uh, AEW Breakout Star of the Year. My opinion. He's going to be the breakout star of the year. I like it. Yeah, he's finally going to get out of Team Taz. He's going to go on his own singles career, and I, I can see see him getting getting a good title shot at least, at least a, a title shot against Omega. Might even take it from him. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go that far. Yeah. That, I don't know. There's a lot of guys who could who could compete. I think Cage could definitely compete with with Moxley and Omega in those guys. I also think that you got to throw um, Lance Archer in there as well. I feel like this guy's getting way overlooked. He's kind of getting talked about, but yet they're not really throwing him in the shuffle. He's definitely world champion material, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely world champion material. All right, so that's your that's your I inner can... circle, pinnacle, whatever you want to call it. And my in my front man, my face, he's not in AEW, but this man's just got class all the way. Nick Aldis. 
Nick Aldis. Is he called the American Treasure? Is that what he's called? National Treasure. National, National Treasure. Treasure. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Got the, I got that fucked up with the Monster Academy. Okay. Um, <laughs> Patrick. Factory. Yeah, that's right. the, those are my five. I like that. That's a good pick right there. Was it hard to pick those, or did it just kind of like, okay, this makes sense? Uh, Nick Aldis was my first one. I started there because, you know, Mike's skills, the presentation, the wrestling, he has space written all over him, you know, of a group. And then I'm like, and then I went to who every great faction Mm -hmm. always wants to push future stars. Correct. And that's where I got Ethan and uh, Brian Cage at. Nice. And then I'm like, you got to have some veterans there okay that's where that's where i took kaz and daniels i like it i like it very good 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 uh let's go over to uh to boogie uh you gotta pick your guys who you picking who's gonna be in your click all time well whoever you're gonna assemble right now you're gonna you're gonna roll up on a a show coming out of a limo or out of a hummer and who's the guys anyone from any time right anyone from any time but Bo's right, gonna so... roll up in his uh, power wheel. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's only allowed to be on the show for the first segment. With the people I'd probably be with, thinking about it, uh, yeah, I'd probably they'd probably have a power wheel too. But um, so growing up, the only thing I really really watched because it coincided with my bedtime was WCW. <laughs> Oh, back in the day, back okay. in the day. No, when I was in no. high school. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. That's anyways, fine. anyways. So one one group I really enjoyed was the Filthy Animals. Nice. I I enjoyed uh, Conan. Yes. Ray Juventud and um, Kidman. The guy with the shirt. Really Kidman. enjoyed. I Kidman. really enjoyed Billy Kidman. Uh, yes. I think I think he was a great worker. Think he it's probably one of the most not slept on, but I, I don't think he gets a lot of love. But um, the fifth person, I, towards the end, they kind of had I don't know how Disco Inferno got in there, but in the beginning they had Eddie Guerrero. Nice. And Eddie Guerrero would be my fifth person. Oh, that's a really good pick. That's a really good crew. So just to recap, so you got Eddie Guerrero, you got Conan, you got uh, Billy Kidman. Right. And Hoovy Juice and Ray. And yes. Good picks. But, and those two would be rolling up on the power wheel with me. Nice. Man. And the best part, Boog, we finally narrowed down your bedtime because the cruiser weights <laughs> the cruiser weights were only ever on until nine o'clock. <laughs> oh had 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 to go to elementary school the next day, Rit. You had to. God, I was God, I was in Nam twice. So, um, let's go over. Let's go over to Enzo. Who you picking? Who's going to be your crew that you're going to be rolling with here? I think the mentor of the group would be Sting. Ooh, I like that. I'm going to throw in Darby Allen, Alistair Black. Ooh, Alistair Black's a really good pick. Damn it, Ace Austin. Finn Balor. Wow, that's a really good crew. That's a really solid crew. I like that. Very nice. And that's just my top five favorite wrestlers. Oh, of all time as well? 
Yes. Wow. And you can't teach that. Not at all. Bada boom. Bada boom. The realest guy in the room. How you doing? How you doing? Doing pretty good, thanks. Uh, so so we're we're gonna go over to uh to my unit, Mike unit, Mike. What do you got? Who you rolling with? Who's your click? What's happening here? Okay, so I'm gonna start. Oh my! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Real quick. Right now, Liam Savage looks like Jeff Hardy. Look at that. With does he kind of have that Jeff Hardy look to him? He looks like Sinister Minister. No, he looks. No, he looks like Michael Elgin. <laughs> Michael Elgin. Wow. All right, so so unit, who's your pick? What you got? All right, so for my enforcer, I'm going to have to go with the Simone Werewolf, uh, Jacob Fatu. Jacob Fatu, I like that. that man. Yeah, I mean, that screams enforcer. Mm-hmm. Um, for tag teams... Me, honestly, tag teams, I'd have to go, and I'm not trying to because of the obvious, but I'd have to go with an old-school tag team like Chono and Tenzan from New Japan. They held it the most. They were the longest active tag team at one point, and it just has that more hitman feel to it, to where they're not just a tag team. They're two people who beat the shit out of so for the young gun, I'd probably have to choose someone like Will Hobbs. He's going like- to end up being the young guy that ends up being the breakout star of the group. Nice. And the person I would use to be the centerpiece of the group, Alexander Hammerstone. Ooh, Alexander Hammerstone. I like- That's a, yeah, good pick on that one. I like it. You're pretty I like much getting the piece of everything. Mikey's saying Undertaker, Kane, Michaels, Triple H, and Batista will be my own inner circle. Mikey Starks can't argue Batista. with that man. It's a good pick right there. Batista. By the way, I don't know if you guys can hear this, but this is so bizarre. It's been in the 60s and 70s, mainly in the 70s in Cincinnati. It is sleeting on my window right now, and we're supposed to get snow tonight. It's getting close here. Keep it. That's ridiculous. We're supposed to we're supposed to be getting cold rain tomorrow. Freeland, it's in like the thirties here. Well, I mean I, isn't it always though? You ain't here? No. It can isn't get hot it? as fuck. <laughs> well, I mean Boog Boog it's like what, 104 degrees every single day there? During the summer it gets like hundred and ten. Jeez, oh, what's your what's your coldest? That. What's the coldest it ever gets in your in your area? Uh, probably like forties. In the forties, wow. Are people like? Let's say if it drops down to the twenties, are people losing their mind? Oh yeah, you should uh, you should see when it snows here on the rare occasion. Wow, very nice. Yeah, people uh, forget how to drive. It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, people people have a hard time driving just in rain in a lot of places. They lose their minds. Yes, because they're a bunch of douche wagons. Um, Yeah. All right. So, with that being said, we're going to move on to our final topic. Let me pull this up here. 
And our final topic is is kind of a um, hey Freeland. What about you? Oh, well, I mean, I'm, I didn't I'm get the, one either. I'm the I'm who didn't give one. I didn't get one. Oh, why didn't you say something? Because I'm not the host. Well, I'm the host, <laughs> and I. <laughs> All right, we're gonna okay. Let's go to Liam. Liam in Canada. What's your What's your thoughts here? I don't really have a current one. Russo, Heyman, Carino. There you go, Rick. Got it. Brett. Okay, next. Wait, wait. I got a feeling you got. <laughs> okay, hold on. You have an affiliate. You have an affiliation for for Canadian wrestlers, right? Right, Hart, Owen Hart. Well, sure. Why not? Um, are you a Lance Storm fan? Bad news, Elix, love Elix Lance Storm. Skipper. Elix Skipper's really good. Bad news, Brown. Sure. See, I was I was gonna go with the old school stuff though. See, okay. I didn't know it meant like current though. No, it doesn't have to be. You can make it anybody. Okay. All right, you ready for this? So, yes. Who are you right. rolling with? I got Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer. I've got Bret Hart. Nice. I've got Walter. Because okay. nobody's gonna ever pick Walter. And I've got Toshiaki Kawada. Who Ooh, Mike Yuna will know, but nobody else will see you, Brawley. Oh, yes. Man. The master of the Ganso Bomb. There you look, go. Look at that. It's a good pick yeah. right there. Some international yeah. flavor. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Next topic. Hey, there we go. This is like the Japanese equivalent to Haku, basically. Kawada is fav- one of my favorites of all time. Ever. And now he's a chef. Now he's a chef. What about you, Freeland? Uh, wow. If I had to pick, um, this is interesting. So Kenny was... Omega, Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega. <laughs> That's only four. Bye, guys. I'm about to be kicked out. See you later. Wow. I'm not like that. I'm not like that. I'm a fair no. and impartial no. host. Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega. I am. So my first one would be Kenny Omega. Um, yep. I would then have... <laughs> Uh huh. I would then have Rand- Randy Orton. So be okay. Kenny Omega, Randy Orton. Why? Uh, this is ridiculous. Mike's gonna lose his shit. He's like a fucking American. He can't even go international. <laughs> I, I, okay. So I got Kenny Omega. I got Randy Orton. Um, are you done? <laughs> are you officially done? I no. would. <laughs> Freeland, have you got any old school guys? Um. I would Viscera. Say Mr. Perfect. All right, Kerhanic, I like it. <laughs> and I guess if I had to have a tag team, hmm. the Road Warriors. Well, you look well, shit his pants. Yeah, so the Road Warriors, Kurt Henning, uh, Randy Orton, and the greatest professional wrestler to ever grace the earth or to wear a pair of boots or in fact, probably ever to be born. Kenny. Mitsuharu Misawa. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Very good. Mm -hmm. All right. So final topic, you ready for this one? This one's going to be incredibly inappropriate. It's probably gonna have a lot of euphemisms in here. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. After dark. After dark. It's going to be who 
is the most beautiful woman in the history of pro wrestling. Okay, I think so. I think we have to go to Mike Unit on this right away, probably. So hold on a second before Mike, <laughs> Mike, 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 just don't keep, keep keep it. We got till we got till midnight. Okay, keep so we the got pancake a few batter here. inside. Keep it. Keep, wow! Holy shit! <laughs> you you what? are making reference to him like what? What did I do? Jizzed in his pants. I no, didn't say that. You what? said it. You. Oh, hold on. Keep the pancake batter in your pants. Uh huh. Hey, I didn't say anything wrong. I just said about pancake batter. That's all I said. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go to Enzo first. Enzo, buddy, what's up? Who do you think is with that? And, and and keep in mind, this is not to get any of us in trouble with significant others. This is just our opinion. I don't have one on pro wrestling. <laughs> Not gonna say anything. Pro wrestling. <laughs> Pro wrestling. I'm fine, man. I'm fine. Pro wrestling. Enzo, who do you got? Who is just the most vivacious, in your opinion, of all time? She has to be one of the most underrated. Well, you don't see her anymore. Kyrie Saint. Kyrie. Oh, Sane. she's gorgeous. gorgeous. I love that bitch. Wow! Holy cow! Recover. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, okay, you're gonna have to back that up, and you're gonna have to tell me why Kyrie Sane. So, give me some reasons behind Kyrie. What are some? Uh, I've qualities. I see it as, for one, I've always liked Oriental women. Yes. Two, her (laughs) personality. Shut up. Shut up. Hold on. Hold on. Time out. You can't start off with, I've always liked Oriental women and I like the personality. Well, let me, uh, this is in no particular order now. Okay, fine. Okay, so, so, so you, you like Oriental women, and you like, like women from the Orient. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't care which Orient she's from. She's gorgeous. Okay. Yeah. I can respect that. I can respect that. And the third option is I don't have one. Which is Very fine. <laughs> and she's just beautiful. She's just a beautiful all-around person. Uh, we're going to go to the chat here. So Mikey Stark says Tony Storm. It's a good pick. Oh. I know why he likes Tony Storm. It's a good no, pick. Why does, why does he like Tony Storm? Oh, Got God. Here bump. we go. Here we go. Here we go. Is she has a bubble butt. Bubble is an understatement. It looked like somebody took two fine, perfectly good hams and shoved them down the back of her pants. <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, that is the most unique description of something I've ever heard in my life. You've never seen Undercover Brother? No. Uh, no, that was from the ladies' man. That was from the uh, ladies' man? Oh, yeah, that no. was from ladies' man. So, okay, so Urka Jerks says maybe he likes her feet. Is anybody got a foot fetish in here? Be honest. Do you Do you like the Tootsies? I don't even know what, what that means. What kind of porno are you watching? I'm just saying, who who is anyone in here got something like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm just going on the comment from Erga Jerk. He's saying maybe he likes her feet. Does she have nice feet? I have no I mean, idea. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it is. 
Maybe. <laughs> so she's maybe it is. She's she. She's Oriental. She's got a good personality. And not in that order. Yeah. Okay. I can respect that. I said Oriental. I say Oriental, and <laughs> you're like Archie Bunker. Holy shit. Boog, Boog. What? All right. So let's go to let's go to Boog. Boog. Who do you got? Who do you got? Who is the most vivacious? I'm not Archie Bunker. Uh, most Hopefully vivacious. She's not Oriental. Yeah. Uh, you, cannot, you cannot pick an Oriental person. I got. Uh, I got two. <laughs> got two. He's trying so, to get it straight. <laughs> when uh when I was younger Stacy oh, oh Keebler when you were young which was what like before two the days ago, five years, years, two ago? days ago that guy still got the umbilical cord into the shirt um, Stacy <laughs> Keebler okay Stacy Keebler legs for days Stacy yes yes she legs does for as, weeks yes as Miss Hancock in WCW Gorgeous. Okay, I can respect that. Did you? Um, did, were you more of a fan of her in WCW or the WWE? WCW. I would agree. And then my uh, second one is uh, Rosa Mendez. Rosa Mendez. Oh. Rosa. So I'm not love. So- love Latino women. She has. That is my blue. weakness. So, so Rosa Mendez and Stacy Keebler. By any chance, does she have? Does she have ham pants? What does that mean? What does that mean? I don't know. Urban jerk. Urban jerk. What are you talking about? What is ham pants? <laughs> that sounds amazing, though. I like baby, it. Baby, baby, you were. I think, thick. Was, I think it was in reference to what I was saying about Tony Storm. Oh, Tony Storm has ham pants? <laughs> I have no idea what that even means. I got to look up Tony Storm. Now. Yeah, man. What, what does that even mean? Uh, oh, Enzo, what is ham pants? I'm telling you, you got to Look at it. Tony Storm. Huh? It means, look at Tony Storm. It's like I'm going to have to. ham in her pants. There are, what, Damn, I know what he's talking about. It looks like grab two, two big. It looks like saying? Supernatural. What they call Tony Storm at a barbecue? Oh, what? Dang. Oh, that, oh, she that, that. She's New Zealand too. So Australia Polynesian traits too. Thick uh, mm-hmm. five saves yeah, lives. Yeah, Mikey Starks. Mikey Starks in the building. <laughs> God, if, I, lo- if, I love Mikey Starks's comments. If she He's threw great. that back, she'd give me a concussion. <laughs> wow! Oh my God. Oh my God. Maybe we can get a Pornhub sponsor after this episode. Oh my god. We uh, only hope. Rit, Rit. Rit Rit's Rit. looking at his phone. Are you oh, okay? Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, or are... <laughs> He's looking at pictures of Tony Storm. Rit, Rit. No, no. Need a moment, Rit? Have okay? you heard of have you heard of the phrase hand pants? Are you are you familiar with the phrase hand pants? Well, once I tell you who my favorite is, you definitely know I'm uh I know that hand pants. Freeland is wow. into furry foot porn. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to deny anything. 
You're not All confirming right. either. So, <laughs> so okay. So here we go. And and I feel bad being a wrestling fan. Who is Effie? Oh, he was God. a homosexual wrestler. What? Yeah. I have no idea who this wrestler is. Effie. Educate me here. Hold on. Effie I've never really heard of this wrestler. He has his own Twitch channel. Okay. Yep. We're, we're definitely not rating that. <laughs> nope. Oh, my God. Boog's got it right. I can't. But all I know... I, I, I only heard of him through Donovan Danhausen. Okay. It's not good. It's not good. Well, there's a topic for uh, FRM After Hours for uh, Freeland and Ritt. No. <laughs> I have never heard of this before. Wait, yeah. do, I live, do I live under a rock? And the only matches yes. I watch are Kenny Let, Omega. Yeah, you live Let in Cincinnati. Look up his Twitch channel and I... Nope. If you want to, no. Um, That's enough. You'll for me, get dog. a gist of Effie right there. No. Go ahead, Freeland. You'll like it. No. <laughs> Listen, I don't know anything about this. I'm. I'm just going to say I'll take your word on it. I am not familiar. We'll leave it at that. Tune in for his legs. Enough said. Yeah. Um. So who has not gotten a chance to? To go yet, Mike? Rit. Mike? Mike? Unit? No, Rit. Oh yeah, Rit. You gotta, you gotta give me your thoughts here. I haven't got well, any. Uh, I got a runner up, and you know, you know me how I like my dark order. No. Hey, <laughs> Conte. Ooh, good pick. Oh. Runner up though. Runner up. How is she a runner up to who? To Anna J. No, no. Wrong organization. Wrong organization. I would and love cheats, to be permanently manhandled. Oh boy! By Jordan Grace. Ooh. What did you say? Yeah. Yeah, Jordan, Jordan, Grace. Grace. Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Sure. Interesting. Why not? She lives uh, about four uh, hours away from me. The, the, there is something about. Like her physique, her body. I just want her just to hold me down. Okay, calm down. Take, calm down. Take me home. So, so you think? Okay. okay so hold. <laughs> oh my God. God so damn. You, so you say? You say? Okay. Uh, most beautiful so. women of all time. You're saying Jordan Grace, and uh, what was the first one? Okay. Her, Ms. Ta- Ta- order herself. Ty Conti, yes. perfect. And then uh, Liam. Who did you say now? I didn't say anybody yet. Okay, well, it's your turn. Who you got? <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to do a decade. Sherry Martell and Elizabeth in the 80s. Sherry Martell was like my first crush. Ooh. I don't know why. Are you serious? Sherry Martell was your I'm, first crush? I'm dead serious. Yeah. I'd rather have uh, a crush on Crush than Sherry Martell. But... <laughs> okay, well, you like you like men, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> okay, 90s is... Yeah, go ahead. 90s no. is uh, Sunny, which okay. I think all of us can agree. Yeah, that's... Uh, Tammy Sitch. I'll give you that one. Uh, Beulah yep. and uh, Francine. I said narrow down to one, and you're giving no, me... No, no, I don't circle. care. I don't give a fuck. You made fun of me enough tonight, uh, I don't care. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? Oh. 
and you're going to listen <laughs> in present day. He was still talking. Yeah, I'm, I'm still talking. Sasha Banks and Lita. It's present day. You just named every woman. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Freeland, okay. I made fucking notes, oh, goddammit. All right. <laughs> show, show me your notes. Show me them. You <laughs> made notes. You made notes. I've been reading off a paper the whole time. Yes. I can't believe it. This is Article so one. Why I don't like Freeland. Number one. <laughs> All right, <laughs> done. So, a good pick. Anton Heidemeier is Tori Wilson. Ooh. Yeah, Tori Wilson is. Uh, yeah, she's a blonde. Yep. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yes, she is. Yes. Uh, we got Candace Michelle as well. Uh, our good buddy Mikey Starks one throws in a. How, Starling 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 There's too many. Good. There's too many. Uh, well, I think I came up with the best. List so, I gotta give some props to Rosemary. Yeah, yeah, I would too. You're into that Bella Twins. Okay. I mean, remove eh. the makeup. Uh, eh. I'm more into Nikki because she thick. Oh, Mickey James she is gorgeous. gorgeous. Yeah, how, how about Thunder Rosa? Oh my oh, god! Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's my girl right there. Oh, I've got I've got my answer. If anybody uh, wants to hear it, no, no, we're good. We're good. What's his name? First first of all, China is not a bad pick. After she got all that facial construction, stopped looking like oh, oh, when she got all that stuff fixed. Nineties China. Wow. Yes, she was very attractive. But that's not. But that's not my pick. My pick. Absolutely shines brighter than any other pick that anyone else gave tonight. My pick is Nicole Bass. (laughs) (laughs) Very good, Freeland. I like your pick. Awesome. I'm telling you right now, I got the I got the pick of all picks. And if anybody disagrees with me, you are off the show permanently. You are not coming back. You've been giving your walking papers. It is Eve Marie. The fuck is that? What the fuck, man? Are you serious? Freeland, the red girl, the red, a... girl with the red hair? Wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah. ECW, ECW fan just said, awesome Kong. No, no. I think Vic, Vicky, <laughs> the one with the red hair. Vicky right? Guerrero. Why do you guys... Eve Marie. Eve Marie. I'm telling you right now. Eve Marie. Eve Marie is the one with the red hair, right? Yeah, yeah, she can be bold. Okay. It doesn't matter. Sure. Freeland, Freeland was jealous of Mark Henry with Mae Young. Yeah. That would be too. I mean, that granny stuff ain't bad. Um, she had a hand in her crotch. Gotta love so, it. Wow. Uh, wow. He yeah, just, he liked wow. shooting out dust. What? She sure. did. Wow. She did. What do you want? Can't, I can't. So, so I wanted Freeland. to go to wrestling school in 99. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to go to wrestling school. I didn't think it. he was going to go. And then he tells us the year. It's 99. <laughs> <laughs> it was the same school that the Bushwhackers went to. Oh, I got this itch on my fucking forehead. Oh, I got this itch. Oh, there we go. Okay. I'm good now. Thank you. Uh-huh, Continue. Yeah, it was really cool. Yep. <laughs> Jeez, oh, Pete, you're a mess. 
Um, I'm perfectly fine. Go I'm ahead. Gonna try to, I'm gonna try. Hold on. Hold on. Keep your shorts on. I'm gonna show you a picture. They're on. Of uh, you've been trying to show pictures all night, Freeland. Yeah, yeah. That's enough. I'm I'm doing I'm doing the best job I can. Hey, I tried to explain to you how to do it. And I followed your directions explicitly, and I still can't do it. And you still it, can't do it. Yeah, very good. Where's the, there's, I can't. This is amazing right here. This is the picture. Ray, you're going to have to go to his house and show him how to do it. <laughs> Shut up! We'll go have coffee and, and lunch and... Have a Danish? You know, we're going, we're, we're going would, to retreat to together. Back and, to you first. Well, Freeland always does. Wow. I always respond to him. I always respond to him. Oh, that's cool. Yes. Might be taking him <laughs> to me out for a while, but you know, it takes a while. Okay, here we go. All right, I'm going to share this. See if I can do this. This is Oh, there we go. Oh Holy boy. Cow. He's going to show us porn. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. Eve Marie. Eve Marie. Who is that? That's Eve is that Marie. some fashion model you like? That's oh, Eve Marie. Are you oh, the one with the red hair? Are you insane? Yeah. She's all right, I guess. Shut up. Like if you like plastic surgery, I guess, deal. sure. Shh. Hold on. Yeah, she doesn't have that thick on her. She I got don't... fake titties. Yeah. All I'm saying is she, in my opinion, is the most attractive woman in wrestling history. Okay, all so, Mike, Freeland, you're going to tell me that she's better looking than Trish Stratus. She's better looking than Kyrie Saint? Yes. Stacy Keebler, you're yes. fucked. You're fucked. Oh, All right, man. he's gonna rip your heart out. Well, let him. I mean, that's that's insane. She's attractive, <laughs> but I mean, like Trish Stratus. I'm sorry. Kari Sane, not even close. Look at that bone structure. Eyes. I see her. Look at Abaddon without her Fake makeup. Hair. Yeah, that it's great. Terrible. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, look at who. <laughs> Abaddon. What about her? She looks good without that makeup on. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know I, either. I've never seen Abaddon without uh, makeup on, so I'd have to. I'd have to look. I'd have to Google that. Uh huh. She shocked me. It, 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 she looks with the makeup on. She looks like Marilyn Manson. She, she oh, got I'd, great, I'd she, love her then. Yeah, just great. She's got she's got a great gimmick. I mean, that gimmick is legit. I wish it would get over. It it needs to be. And I and I've said this before. You know who they need to put Abaddon with? Luther. Oh God. Yeah. Not Luther. That guy's fucking useless. Oh my God. Why? He's fucking <laughs> terrible. You are horrible. He's fucking useless. Oh my! I can't even believe this. This is terrible. I won't believe it because he's fucking terrible. What's his record? What's his record? What's whose record? Luther's. I don't like know. Like 0 32 or something. No, I don't know. Stop. Not 0 32. That's he's not fair. He's fucking terrible. He's 69. He's the shit. Huh? He's worse than Avalon. Even Peter Avalon is better than him. There's nothing wrong with Peter Avalon. I like Peter There's Avalon. a lot wrong with him. He's an anorexic Rick Rude. <laughs> oh, my God. That, 
Why does Mike Unit look like he's about to, after this show's over, head down to the pool? What's what's the towel on the back <laughs> of the he chair? He probably is. You heading down to the pool? <laughs> he's got the Gabriel Me? Iglesias no. wardrobe going on. You do. You Gabriel got the Dudley Iglesias, yeah, I'm just wearing a camo shirt and, and, and underwear. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> We're looking for you. Yeah, go for it, Mike. You're wearing a yeah. camo shirt, and I wonder why we couldn't see your... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> love it. I'm still... Hey, Liam, Liam, before the, sh- before what? the show... Before what? The- Here's what we're going to do, Liam. What? I'm going to make you deal. Well, is it is it going to be you're going to put my nickname to Liam Savage 99 or something, or what? <laughs> no, no, that's that's next week. That's next week. Here's what I'm gonna do for you, Liam. If you go ahead oh, and you go and put your FRM shirt and hat on, okay? Oh fuck! And you me. come back. No, hold it, hold it. Here's what. What? We'll do. I will mute myself, and I will let you say whatever you want for the rest of the show. <laughs> and you, you sure can, you want to do that? And you can take over. Yes, you will take over hosting duties, and I'll stay muted. You just what twitched, the? Freeland. You don't like that at all. <laughs> I did twitch. I re- <laughs> so oh, you're gonna let me. You're gonna let me send it home. You're you're gonna be the host for the rest of it. So here's what we need you to do. We need you to go ahead and put on your FRM shirt and hat. Okay. <laughs> go ahead and do it. What do, do you think? I'm a monkey. Like honestly, I, I know. I think you, you <laughs> this have. This could be your big break, Liam. This is your big break right here. Oh, I will mute I've, myself. Yeah. I will mute myself. You're, you're, you're picking up where you left off from 1999. <laughs> I don't need to pick up, goddammit, Mike. I know what I'm fucking doing. Put the outfit on. Put the outfit on. What <laughs> outfit? It's a fucking shirt and a hat, goddammit. It's a fucking outfit. Put a pair of fucking FRM pants and, like, shoes and, like, everything else? Well, you could you could put on a Mike Unit uh, thong if you'd like to as well. Uh, if he sends me one, I guess I will. I don't know. Whatever. Would you, would you do it? Would you do it on the show? Would I put on a, yeah, a Mike World Order thong on the show? By the way, is that what you were asking me? Yes, I was. Because right now, Liam, if you want to, you can head on over to tinyurl.com forward slash <laughs> MWO merch. And that's where you're going to get all of your Mike World Order merchandise. Do not forget, once again, tinyurl.com forward slash MWO merch. And speaking of that, Mike. He's got a big show live tomorrow. Go ahead and go over and follow and subscribe. It is twitch.tv forward slash Mike World Order. Once again, twitch.tv forward slash Mike World Order. Um, Logan, where where can uh, people find your Twitch channel at again? Would you like to tell them? The twitch.tv slash order entertain 2020. Tomorrow night, we got the black and gold brand NXT going live on the air at 10 o'clock 10 o'clock tomorrow night i highly 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 recommend going in there and just having a ball it is so much fun it is a great channel um yes i cannot put it over any more than that uh rit how are you over there buddy it seems like you were quiet there you got your arms crossed and is everything okay i'm fine you're good you look good yeah i always look good and, and, and you, you want to know who good. else looks good? Who else looks good? One of my close friends, the Renegade. And you can the find him. Renegade. Yes. How can oh, we no. find Renegade and Every uh, the Thursday, Rit? Call to Beardo. Um, myself, Renegade, and Mac Daddy Freeland are helping hold down the fort. Why uh, Beardo's being uh, 
on hiatus. So every Thursday night, it's uh, since Freedom doesn't have have a, a little label for me, it's twitch.tv forward slash cult of beardo. Every two, every Thursday at uh, eight o'clock, prime time. You have any yep. merch for the show? Bug, you can sit on and rotate. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was just, just asking because I wanted to buy you fuck, a shirt. Right? I have, I actually have a Cult of Beardo shirt right here. That you is Beardo's. Hold it. <laughs> oh, I can't even. I, I can't oh, you're even teasing Boog. I see how it is. You're teasing him. Trying to give this man money and he don't want it. I can't even make oh. the comment I was about to make. <laughs> and this is great, though. You have to respect me a little bit. Because well, if we it was to? Freeland, Freeland would just take the money and never send you a shirt. <laughs> wow, man. Oh. All these guys. Really what sorry happened? about that. What I happened? have no idea what happened to Rick. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> His dashing good looks must have broke the camera. Um, oh. Or that beard. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. Oh, now he's going to tell oh. us. He's telling <laughs> us right now we are not worthy of his of his being on the screen. Bye, Rhett. We loved having you on. Okay. Yeah. See you later. Thanks. I'll, I'll see What's you guys Thursday. Okay. Bye, Liam, Liam Bye, all, you have to, all you have to do, Liam, is just yep. put the shirt on. Put the shirt on the hat. The yeah, final, I, I don't have it. I don't have it near me right now, so I don't have my closet near me. Oh, Here's what you can do. Just put your phone down. And then go in the house quietly and go get your uh-huh. go get your gear and come on back. Yeah, you'd like that, wouldn't you? I would very much like that. Why? Why does it matter to you? Because you know I support the show. I'd love to see you decked out in that. By the way, by the way, Enzo has got his FRM shirt on his way as well. Correct? I know. Yes. Yeah, and we appreciate that. But I'm not a whore. It doesn't <laughs> mean because it doesn't mean because you say do it that I'm going to do it. And these are Does just it? suggestions. I'm letting you end the show. If you oh, I do this, I have a feeling that you're going to let me end the show with some go bullshit. Go. You're you're going to jump in last second and do some song and dance, and then what's the point, right? No, you, you don't think I love you enough. I love me some Mike Unit. I love me some Order Entertainment. I love me some Boogie Boog. And I, I love me some Rit. Rit, what did you just, what did you just tell Liam he could do? Spit in a hat? <laughs> what did what you say? What the fuck, Rit? What? Spin. Oh, what he's he talking to me because I asked about merch. Oh, who? So who said who can spit and spin? What is this? Sit, sit and, spin. and spin. Sit and spin. <laughs> sit and spin. I couldn't even hear it. Oh, I can't what, get. What? You, you didn't hear that game back in '99? Sit and spin. No. <laughs> I was an adult at that point. They taught it in the Monster Factory. <laughs> the Monster Factory. Well, well, was it a part of a dark match? Yes. It was a part of a dark match. Oh, my God. This is... who, who, who was the ref? Tyler? Tyler! Tyler! Oh my God, we're gonna have to send it home now. I originally said we would be done at midnight. It's 15 minutes after that. Let's go ahead. Oh, let's throw it to, too bad. Let's throw no. it to the close here. We're gonna first throw it to Mike Unit. Mike, we appreciate you showing us your action figures tonight. Your wrestling belts. Hold up. And oh, hold up. You forgot about me. We talking about anything right about you? I got all my plugs. Every 
Everyone else mentioned all their females. Oh you God! Wait a minute. Did I? Did I? Did I forget to let? Well, I think we all know who your you person see. is. Raquel Gonzalez, Ooh. number one. All right. Oh, who do you got? Scene. <laughs> who do you got? No, actually, overall, overall, and even at her current age, she still looks very beautiful. Mildred Burke. No. Who do you got? Who you got? Japanese wrestling legend Manami Toyota. Ooh. That woman, for her, the way she does. I have and then you see how she looks. Yeah. You would not look. You would not consider her to be the same woman doing springboard moon salts and all sorts of variations of suplexes and bridges mm-hmm. and. Miami like to- somebody, um, Toyota. Yeah. Yeah. She she retired, I think, less than five years ago. But she's been wrestling yep. since she was wrestling since the 80s. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I am aware of the feeling, Erica Jerk. Thank you very much. Go ahead. I mean, there was at one point she did get thick like pancake batter. Wow. Love it, love it, yeah. love it. All right, let, let's go but around just, the horn here. <laughs> so she's so, so she's she is your she is your favorite of all time, right? Oh, if you Google her, Google I will search her. Yes, you, Toyota. You will see why too. And just watching her matches, it's you watch a Manami Toyota match, you will pretty much shit on the WWE Women's Division and AEW's Women's Division. Shit on it. And pancake batter will be all over the fucking screen. Literally. I can't. That's right, Freeland. Drink it in. Drink it in, man. Drink it in, man. I'm I'm Y2J, right? Yeah. Go ahead. Let's throw throw it to the close once again. Order entertain. Go ahead and follow them on. Twitch, once again, give me the Twitch channel as well. Twitch.tv slash Order Entertain 2020. Perfect. We give you what you want. We give you what you want. When's the next live stream happening? Tomorrow night at 10 Eastern, 9 Central. 10 p.m. tomorrow night. Definitely check that in. Also, going live tomorrow is going to be Mike Unit. Mike, what time is the show and where can people follow you on social media? 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can follow me on twitch.tv slash Mike World Order. This is so perfect because guess what? Tomorrow, 9 o'clock, tune into Mike's show. And then go ahead and tune into uh, Enzo's show as well, Order Entertainment. It's going to be a great <laughs> night right there. Um, we're going to go over to uh, to Boog real quick. Boog, when's your show coming on? Oh. Uh. <laughs> Don't have one. <laughs> and, and, and why is it Caillou? <laughs> it's on Nickelodeon. Oh. oh, man. But we love you. Like, uh, what, how can people follow you on social media, Boog, if they'd like to continue this conversation? Underscore Boog1 on Twitter. Underscore Boog1 on Twitter. You know what I mean? Nice. Wow. Very cool. We're going to go to Rit. Rit, uh, the Cult of Beardo Thursday night, right? 9 p.m. Yeah. You and 
8 p.m. <laughs> 8 p.m. Thursday night. <laughs> Prime time. You and Renegade killing it. Uh, what's coming up on this week's show? Give me a little rundown. Oh, we're going to be talking about uh, gimmicks lasting the test of time. Will be one nice. of our big topics. And uh, another topic is going to be uh, people that pulled off gimmicks that probably, you know, normally wouldn't be pulled off. I like hmm. it. I like it very much. Uh, we're going to close it here with our good buddy, Liam Savage. And I tell you what, Liam, I'm going to well, go ahead and mute myself at this point in time, even though uh, I held up my end of the bargain. So I'm going to let Liam say whatever he I wants. Didn't. I'm going to mute myself, and Liam is going to end the show. Here we go. Everyone, listen to Liam. Hello. Okay, panel. So uh, who wants to start a show with me? Who wants to co-host a show with me? We'll do it. Everything will be great. What are we talking what, what are we talking I, about? Anything. Anything. Really? Yeah. I, I, I may have a bigger deal for you. What's that? Well, you see, I do have a podcast on Instagram since I haven't moved it to Twitch yet. All right. You could be one of my panelists. I, I, I could be. I'm willing to take offers from anybody at this rate. Hold up! Didn't I try to get you on my show and you were like, I can't, I can't "Wow, uh, big uh, time!" Yeah. Mike Unit, Mike Unit. Yeah, Mike. Mike Did Unit I not say you weren't the first one? Uh, no, you didn't. Well, I am now. So there you go. You <laughs> All right. So we've gone around the horn. Um, I'm at Savage Liam on Twitter. Freeland is. Uh, sitting back and pretending like I can run the show. I don't know why. He's twitching inside. He's, well, you know, he's twitching inside normally, and that kind of scares me. Does it scare the rest of you? Nope. Well, <laughs> it scares me. Well, fuck. Fine. Okay. Well, you know what? I think we'll be back next week with a new edition of Front Row Material. And I'll even give him a little bit to do. Starring Mike Freeland. And let's go to the close. We didn't even get an open. Yeah, we didn't. <laughs> That's Bought Jerry's the... job. Jerry's not here. He'll be back soon. We didn't get an open. I just did the close. Good night, everybody. Stop.